I want you to start this time. I've been starting a lot. All right. Well, on that note, welcome to Black Series Cantina, episode 52. Not really a whole lot of news to go over this week, but we do have another great guest. We'll bring on Lane Speeder Luke here in a minute. But first, I want to introduce myself. If this is your first time listening to the Black Series Cantina, I'm Zach, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike. And Mike, that's me, Mike Case. Mike, tell me that our last episode, whenever we went four hours with Jake mm-hmm. from from Fort Lauderdale, tell me that wasn't the best one of the best episodes we've done. It it was one of my favorite episodes we've done, but it was one of my wife's least favorite episodes that we've done. Because when I finished and then went to go sit on the couch next to her, I could tell that she was mad that we went so long. (laughs) She's like, I'm trying not to be grumpy about this. I know it's important to you. And I know that you said that, that, you know, it might go long, but I didn't expect four hours. And I was like, me neither. What was I going to (laughs) do? Thanks, Jake. Now you're getting my, now you're getting Mike divorced. She was cool. We, (laughs) I, I got her some snacks and everything was fine. Perfect. But yeah, that was a phenomenal episode. I could talk I could talk toys with Jake now for like eternity, it feels like. Yeah, let's just add Jake to the podcast. I just- mean, honestly, he he was fan- he was fantastic. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be opposed. Um but yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed our episode last week. We had a th- we had a blast making all the mm-hmm. feedback has been absolutely incredible. So thank you all um, for that. Yeah, it only took 52 episodes, but we finally, we hit our stride. Yeah, yeah. We found our voice. We're cooking with gas at this point, officially. Um, So before we bring on Lane Speeder Luke, um, let's just do some quick plugs real fast. If you want to listen to, uh, real fast, I was on Ken Plume's show on his YouTube uh, the other day, so you should definitely go check that out on his YouTube page. I listened to it. Uh, He invited me to be on, but... Uh, my wife and I were having like a date night thing, so I couldn't I couldn't be on. Yeah, but we were mad that you it, skipped hang out with the boys for the it wife. Was like, hard. Come on now. It was hard passively listening to it. I'll be honest, because I kept I kept wanting to interject with things like when you guys were were putting the backpack on <laughs> on the the, ro- uh, the, the rogue Jedi one, the rogue one, the, the Jedi patrol trooper. I'm like, tuck it under, tuck it. Mm-hmm. Out. It goes right under. You just put it right under, and you guys were like, oh, see, it goes over the. I'm mean, just put it on, and then you figured it out. And I was really proud of you figuring, we, figuring it out. But it's then been I'm like, like, we were googling <laughs> images for five minutes, looking at hot toys. <laughs> no, but it was a good. You know what? Like, it was a good conversation to listen to. Ken Plume, friend of the show, we'll probably have him back on at some point. Um, I always, up. I always get nervous when I jump on shows like that. Like, yeah. you know, the first time I went on. Like out of the basement, and you know, I'm, at this point, you know, I'm so comfortable with those guys. Like, it's not even like a, a thought now. But like, you know, the first time you go on someone's show, you're like, "Am I really that interesting to listen to?" Like, I don't think I'm interesting to listen to. But then, then I got to remember, like, all right, I have a, su- a successful podcast. Yeah, people give me good feedback. Yeah, but and, um, so it's like, there's the confidence thing. Like, do do people really like want to listen to me? And that guy. Ken Plume has had some fabulous guests on his show. He's and I'm just like crazy. You, you you have been on the same show now as John Hodgman, as uh, Bobby Moynihan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 
uh, other people too. Paul Paul Sung Sung Hung Lee. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Paulie the the guy uh, Carson Teva. Yeah, Carson so, Teva. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mike he's, Case he's had has been on that me. show. Like, are you kidding me? I, I was on his show for six hours in a row one time. <laughs> Mr. Stevie has been on there. Yeah, you know? true. He was on there just recently. So like, Anyways, when, you, think, when you look at, real quick, when you look at all the yeah. lists, like the names, yeah. you're like, why do I belong to come on this show? But yeah. so you, everybody should go listen to that. Um, and then also, uh, if you want more Black Series Cantina, last week we recorded our VIP hangout with That's our true. three VIP members. And we have one VIP spot left for our Patreon if you want to join us live every month. So That's right. with that said. We had a blast. Uh, I had to, we had a so much fun that we had to put it in two parts. That's how much fun we had. Yeah, thanks, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, let's, you know, we we know why everybody's here, and that is to listen to Land Speeder Luke. The dulcet tones of Land Speeder Luke. You're I think on. he's watching TV. <laughs> Luke. Hello. You're on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was listening on my phone, and so there was a little bit of a delay. But oh, that nice. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But I'm back. We're live. We're live. It's okay. Yeah, we're live. We're good. We're here. You know, I have to say, uh, Luke's probably got my favorite voice of any Black Series reviewer, like video person. Like, I'm, I've made a playlist of your Shelfie series, and whenever I just want to, like, kind of relax, like, I'll put it on and just listen to you talk about the different figures that you it's put on your soothing. shelves for the it's very soothing well thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that, that wasn't as <laughs> that was that was soothing in a creepy way and i dug that for yeah. different reasons luke um, would make a very good therapist or just you know just Thanks. switch over to asmr and you're good you should do that true basically what i do yeah yeah actually i was watching back my old videos and i i don't have any audio on my videos anymore like i just record all the unboxing and stuff with the audio off but looking right. back, that I was like, sense. oh, I kind of miss the crinkling of the plastic and just like, you know, having some sort of uh, sound effects, I think, can be nice. But uh, it's it's all a balance. We'll just we'll think about that. Yeah. Think, think about adding those back in. Maybe, maybe you, you know, still make it quiet, but but record the audio from the crinkling and stuff and you can just talk over. Yeah, exactly. Talk over that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Um, yeah, because I, I definitely understand... Uh, not talking and unboxing at the same time because it's it's very distracting. Like thoughts mm -hmm. go everywhere. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't, so Luke, I can't are, do it. Are you committed to beating our four hours with Jake from Fort Lomdazuckis from last Absolutely episode? Absolutely not. Thank you. <laughs> My wife thanks you. <laughs> My marriage stomach thanks probably you. thanks you because this is usually his dinner time. Also, it is. Yeah. Well, so same with Luke. It's it's we're both on the West Coast. It's that is six, true. I forgot about that. right now. And I'm not hungry right now, but like in an hour and a half or so, I'm, I'm going to wish I had like a a sandwich or something for sure. So whenever we're three and a half hours in, we'll. Yeah. We'll you remember. might hear me eating. <laughs> Just speaking of we'll, sound effects. Well, I was gonna, we're going to hear that crinkling and the, mm -hmm. the chewing. Going to turn it into like an audio mukbang. Yeah. You know what I did today? I was repainting my Black Series Scout Trooper helmet, and I was listening to my first appearance on this podcast, which was actually the first time that the three of us ever talked. That's true. Other than like random DMs on Instagram. And yep. uh, it was also my first time, I think, like speaking as Lane Speeder Luke, like actually having my voice recorded because it was before I started my YouTube channel. Um, 
And oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah a lot has changed. You have you've so been many, on. you know, <laughs> subscribers now. It just seems like you've been around forever. But you're really the fastest growing YouTube there is right now. Thanks. Yeah, I. Um, but it was interesting to hear. One, I sounded really nervous at the start, <laughs> and then I also. Um, we talked about a lot of stuff that one I realized a lot of stuff where I'm like, Oh yeah, I need, I need to get on that. I need to start a TikTok. I need to, you know, do all that. Mike said he wanted to get into 3d printing. There's all this stuff that we were like, Oh yeah, yeah. we got to get mm-hmm. in. I, I need to get on that. And then we still haven't, but, but Zach has, the tables have turned to where <laughs> yeah. he was the one that was like, we got to get Lance to Luke on. I got to ask him all these 3d print questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause I think there was a point in the show where we were, Maybe two hours in, and I was like, "All right, well, I guess this." And Michael's like, "No, I got more questions. We're gonna keep going and talking to Luke." So, but then now I have like the Lane Speeder Luke Shrine, this entire <laughs> shelf. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely crazy because when when you weren't when you were on last time, just you on our first episode with you, I think that was like episode seven. Yeah, we weren't well, really friends. Like we talked a couple times. Like, yeah, we had we had a mutual respect, but there but was no now. Group chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now we have the group chat with the with the Shill Squad, and it's, it's just, I can't even imagine not having like not talking to Luke in a day. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's because uh, I also was thinking like when we have stuff that we want to talk about that we don't necessarily want to post about, it's like nice to have mm-hmm. a couple people to message. Because I was absolutely or I, I may have maybe just like DMs with a couple people where you kind of go mm-hmm. through and like send the same message to four different people. Yep. Uh, just to like talk about it, but um, it's it's nice to have that there when. When you just want to like blurt stuff out right away. No, it's, it's true. Cause like, like, you know, I love talking to my wife, but she doesn't understand any of this stuff. So she doesn't mm-hmm. have the same reaction. Mm-hmm. But if I want to tell someone something and I know that they'll have the same reaction I had and we can like talk about it on that level, like it's, it's nice to have that group of people that you could do that with. And anyone listening to this, I encourage you to find a group of people that you can do that with because mm-hmm. it really is. You build a sense of community. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And having and a message group chat is so much better than Instagram. Than a text. <laughs> yeah. 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 But luckily, yeah, we yeah. don't have anyone with a with an Android in our group. Otherwise, it'd be, it'd be tough. There'd be fewer messages sent, if that's so. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's essentially why I wanted to start a podcast, is to get you know closer to people. And I have you two have been some excellent friends, along with the Out of the Basement Boys. Uh, but first, since it's been a long time, it was I just checked episode 16 mm-hmm. was the last 16, time we had it? Luke on. And that's quite a while ago, considering we record only every other week and we're mm-hmm. on episode 52 now. So, Luke, how about you introduce reintroduce yourself to our new listeners? All righty. Um, I am Lance Peter Luke, and uh, I do figure customizing and 3d printing with my own designs and i run a patreon now with over 100 different black series scale 3d print options that are all star wars themed um and i guess that can be any scale you want because you can just scale it up or down but uh designed for the black the one true scale designed for the one true the world building and all those things that don't really work at mass retail and so you can just build your own build your own galaxy all right, I'm going to interject. Luke is being way too, what's the word I'm trying to think modest. of? Modest. He's being way too modest. He needs to come on here and say, I am the GOAT the of Black Series 3D printing. Yeah. Because not only is my stuff, like, do I have a lot of stuff? Well, I'm speaking as you, Luke. 
Mm -hmm. but I have the easiest stuff to print because you don't have to print these pieces in like eight different pieces to put them together. It's usually all, or at least most of the time, support free, very easy, and it's fit for the most common printer. So Luke, you're being too modest <laughs> and we're here to gas you up. Well, and not just that, like, like yeah. he didn't even talk about his his uh his youtube channel which like we said he didn't even have when he was last on how many subscribers do you have right now luke i uh, just hit 14k look at that just oh. it's been what a year and a half is that, is that how much it started been, last may last may so about like, a little over a year a year and a few months yeah yeah um and you're only three thousand behind me, and that's that's awesome. I cannot honestly, I can't wait until you pass me, because <laughs> then be that burden, that burden is lifted from me, and it's just it's gone. I'll feel better. <laughs> I, it's funny because uh, when I I'm almost caught up to the out of the basement guys, and it, mm -hmm. it really made me like, because like I want us all, I, we're all <clears throat> doing well, and like yeah. I think you guys were such pillars of the community for so long that I. I like didn't want to pass or, and it's like, or like, I want you all to keep growing at the same speed. Um, but, uh, so like when I started creeping up on like the out of the basement, uh, sub count, or like when I hit 14 K, I was like, Oh no, I don't want to pass them. <laughs> I don't think it's like, I don't, I, I feel like they, sh you know, you guys should all have more. But we all want to grow it's not together. A competition. Yeah. It's not no. a competition. It's, when, it's just, you put out what you put out and people respond how they respond and you're still a part of the community and that's that's what matters my you. you know whenever you said pillared like you know i just realized that my instagram got like my <laughs> pillar got 911 into the yeah. ground <laughs> you had a pillar and, and you no longer have a no your pillar is now the podcast it is the podcast yeah there we go perfect i'll take it Hey, I got TikTok. It's out there too. That's I'm true. No, the Black Series doing pretty well. Yeah. King. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you're at probably... 17. I wish I could monetize that better than I am right now, though. Are but... you, would you say you're probably one of the most popular Black Series TikToker? Uh, Black Series specific? Yeah. Specifically, but yeah. There's like, there's like, a, I think TikTok's really big on um, like funny videos and action figure photography and customizing. Mm -hmm. And then when I post a video like that of like stuff I actually 3D print, it doesn't do great because whenever I put, I, I get in the algorithm whenever I post like the Black Series logo that I've had created for me and then like revealed today. Yeah. And then that's when I get like 100,000 views and then that's when it blows up. So, right. Um, but I do throw in those funny ones. Like I think yesterday I had a really good, funny one uh, whenever there's like no news going. But hey, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about Luke. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> But Luke is, um, I personally, like, I know I've printed one thing from in-print condition and not from, like, anybody else really in the community. So far, you're my Black Series 3D printing goat. So <laughs> Thank you, thank you. So maybe one day you'll be, you'll be uh, overtaken, but I doubt it because your stuff is so easy to print. Um, and you have, like, stuff for every trilogy, it seems like. Um, Thanks. Do you yeah, still... I I also, there's a lot of really amazing 3D print accounts out there, especially for resin uh, stuff mm -hmm. or like, you know, figure accessories and that kind of stuff. But I feel like 95% of it is like clone focused or trooper focused. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, that's kind of like my least favorite part about Star Wars 
is the wars part. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you've been just doing like, like cantina aliens yeah, and stuff. Like, and I, I like really the like that. Yeah. And the weirdness yeah. and all of that and the world building and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. um, for sure, the actual like the you know the clones just. I, I just didn't grow up with that. I, I was phantom to pretty much to attack the clones is my era. And so I didn't watch clone wars till COVID basically. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just, I really, um, I'm kind of, it's nice to have so little competition in that space <laughs> since like, mm-hmm. I mean, imprint condition also does amazing work, uh, focusing on a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, so much of the resin stuff that's out there, it's very rare to find, files at least like there's a lot of people that sell prints uh like scoundrel stock and like scotticus customs and those they do really cool work uh that's more alien focused and this sort of thing uh but layered creations is really good with his stuff too yeah there's a lot of cool stuff um but i'm glad to it's fun to focus on the other stuff you know what i I love how creative you are like we're having that i was was on ken plume show one night and he unboxed Cause he does this, this show where he like, he'll open figures while we talk and, and he opened up a Hoth Chewbacca and I joked or we joked, you know, the old, oh, you know, Lance Peter Luke's probably I got one. It. I have it. Yeah. It's, that's right. It's the you one he mailed one. to me. That's right. <laughs> For like but, five uh, bucks. <laughs> but then, uh, then, you know, we, we pipe on and, and Lance Peter Luke's in the chat and he goes, nope, but I'll make one right now. And then <laughs> within like 30 minutes. <laughs> We, I've got a picture on my phone. It's of, funny. I sent that this w- great, the yeah. one that I made dirt yeah. while I was listening to you guys. Uh, I sent to Ken, okay. and then I made one for myself, which is the one that uh, Zach has. I think you have, and yeah. the Jiz Baca. I made one with the. Don't show the back. That's the one rule. Oh, um, <laughs> I was looking uh, at just the front, and then I um, it's the same rule Hasbro has. Yeah, he's as bad yeah. as Hasbro. Look at this, I got ripped the fuck he off. He got ripped off. There's no paint on the back. Ah, I always, I always Luke the, blow the back of my customs are between lazy speeder Luke. <laughs> lazy speeder Luke. That's it. Did, did I use the terrain effects on that one, or did I? I don't know. It looks like paint? you got jizzed on. I can't tell. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it is. It, it's one, like but, thicker. It's yeah. it's the it's the terrain stuff because I, I could just, actually I could just the other day it off I was airbrushing the Pike speeder that I made for a Patreon and I was like, well, I have my airbrush out and I went and grabbed all the Hoth figures that I did snowy effects on because I did I ended up doing it on like Snow Speeder Luke and Han and uh, the Hoth Luke like Wampa one as well because Frederick repainted them for me so now there's some of my favorite figures mm-hmm. and uh, he's I want to have him on some point yeah. like his. His paint is just incredible. Yeah. The well, what did he just do? The um the Zeb mm-hmm. from Mandalorian yeah. was just Wild. phenomenal. I've yeah. got that right here in my closet. I I thought that that was just like a picture of Zeb. Like yeah. I didn't even see that I was an action figure for like a good Wild. second. Yeah. Um Tim it, and it, Frederick are coming over on uh, Saturday and we all get together and we paint and uh pretty much just like watch them cuz I can't do faces like that. Uh, but unless I have something to work on, but uh, I'm like so lucky to get to have those guys like come over and paint in my house and I can just watch them. All right. So I'm going to overnight like half of my figures to your yeah. house so you can <laughs> just be like, hey, just like just set like my Anakin face on the table give and then him, ma- yeah, give maybe him, they'll give him pick it up, you know, give, give him a Podamarin, give I'll him a cinema Z. Yeah. <laughs> Tim just posted a, a new Padme that he finished and it's insane. Because it has all the different patterns and stuff on it. Uh, I forget which look it is. I think it's her lake house or like the whenever they're at 
in Italy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good look. Um, yeah. In fact, that's wild. probably one of my favorite just Padme looks. Not like as a queen, but like just Padme. Mm-hmm. We need more Padme in the line. I no, we absolutely do need. We also need some Queen Amidala in the line. And we I know we're the getting Phantom Menace red. Aren't we getting that? Didn't they? No, no, no. We're getting no, the Ascension. T- um, TBC the throne. has that right. They're, they yeah. just got that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, they announced a, a Padme. For the Black Series. Yeah, but it's the Phantom Menace. Uh, it's the Phantom Menace, the one from the end of the movie, right? Where she's yeah, like storming yeah. the castle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But not the Queen Amidala, the red, the the famous one with the red the, and gold. Yeah, no, we definitely need that one. And, all that. and like, Luke come on. has it because he's from the future. And he you know what I want them to do? Which one do I have? Don't you have Queen Amidala or was that Frederick? No. The big red of. dress with her big, with her big pr- no, party hair? No, but um, Nuno on Instagram is uh, Nuno, was making yeah, one, right. so I, I pre-ordered it. Fully they painted. need they need a light a light up one is what they need a light up like one her, yeah because oh, her yeah. dress has lights on it her, I think it actually like it has a translucent bottom and so it uh you can actually put lights underneath it see that would be huh. cool interesting he probably did it better than Hasbro would I mean that's not yeah, hard definitely has he well the difference is he's not making it for yeah, you know no. a mass mass production. That's North always going to kill. For it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does some pretty incredible stuff too. I want his Anakin head. <clears throat> I can't remember whose is the best I've seen, but I think he does a really, really good dark side Anakin with the red eyes and all that. Mm-hmm. I think it's him. I could be wrong. I'm going to double check. I've, I've seen someone on Facebook recently. They they put the Force Ghost Anakin head on a regular Anakin body, and they're like. They keep posting it like it's the best thing in the world, and I'm like, that looks awful. That just looks so bad because mm. he, it, it just looks, it looks so shiny and like blue and like that's just not what a, a person's face looks like, you know. It just, I love it when, but I, love, I don't want to kill their, their, their fun. You know, he likes it. That's what's important, I guess. One of my favorite things about the group chat is whenever we share bad customs that people post. Mm-hmm. That is fun. <laughs> And it's like, do they really think this looks good? Like that one, that one. I'm not even gonna bring it up on. Don't this even show. bring it up. Don't. I don't <laughs> want, just in case they listen to the podcast. Just in case they're listening, I don't want to crush anyone's dreams. Listen, nobody's unless you're Landspeeder Luke. You never, you're never really good at something when you started off. It's all about learning and practice. The only person I've ever, true. I've ever seen be just good at something their first attempt is Landspeeder Luke. Especially like he animated the intro. To his like channel mm-hmm. and stuff, like he Insane. did that. Like he didn't pay someone on Fiverr to do that. Like he, that was like, yeah, I just you know I learned how to do it and threw it together. And I'm like, yeah, screw you, <laughs> just, just screw you, Luke. Well, I think the thing is when I really mess something up, I just have the the decency not to post it. Not to post it. Yeah. yeah. So the stuff yeah. that doesn't work doesn't work, and then no one ever has to ever know about it though. You know what yeah, makes I me always... really mad about Luke though. Whenever he says he pays $50 for shipping in his YouTube videos, that really just pisses me off. You know, I just, I can't stand Luke for doing that. I don't know why, but. (laughs) You know, those people are just jealous. Like, who cares if someone else spent a little extra money to get something super early? It's not like he stole it. It's not like he bought it from, because, you know, there's like the, there is a popular Transformers YouTuber who I will not name, who gets stuff 
like months early all the time because he and this hasn't I haven't seen anything official, but everyone has basically said that he buys them from like someone at the factory, like they're they're pulling it from the factory floor, uh, like under the table, and he's buying them. So it's like a little nefarious, like it's a mm. little. It's a little south of being proper, if you will. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to straight up call him a thief or anything like that because I honestly don't know. I just don't know. But I do know that like he'll get stuff before it's even announced. Like he has reviewed figures before they've even been officially announced. So it's not like that. You. It's not like you know. <laughs> you paid for stolen material. There was someone mm -hmm. that had it early. You paid a little extra money for it. And I always and want to say where I get it. I always tell people, sure. like, here's where you it's can a, buy it. You're above board. You can you get wanna, it, too. If you yeah. want to buy it as well. Uh, exactly. And then it's like, but and the, the only reason I actually mentioned a dollar amount in the last video is because the last time I posted something, or even just I posted on Instagram that I got the Starkiller set, and I tagged the, mm -hmm. the seller that I got it from, and they were getting like bombarded with messages, mostly <laughs> from people that were complaining about the price you know they like weren't serious you know yeah. it's like, and they're gonna pay u.s retail for yeah, it and right. then pay eight dollar shipping or something um yeah and so i didn't want to like bombard them with messages but i also don't want to gatekeep and be like sure i'm not telling you where i got it yeah uh, it's, it's my I'm secret special. yeah well you are special luke <laughs> um i did it, it did make me happy that i that one person that like complained or just like called me out or like basically like said it was lame that I mm -hmm. paid that much to get it early. I really just want to reply to their comment and be like, that's already made its money back. That video. Yeah. Um, it, it was worth it. Like for you. Yeah. And I got over a hundred subscribers out of it. <clears throat> yeah. That like some of those turn into Patreon subscribers, hopefully, yep. and, you know, you never know. So. Absolutely. It's again, it's your money. It's your channel. If you want to do that, yeah. all for it. That's true. I know somebody who does though. Yeah. Should we should we go into of, fine editions? I think that I did the wrong one. I'm a rookie. This is your first time. Let's do it. I'll go ahead and go. We'll okay. do the we'll do the sick transition. But I'm gonna save that one for last because you have to. I do wanna cheat a little on fine editions. I do wanna show off just some stuff that I've had for the longest time, but some people May be surprised. I've never opened them until recently. I opened up this Darth Maul, the comic mm. one without the shirt. You opened that up on Ken Plume? No, you didn't open that up on Ken Plume. No, I, I opened the next yeah. one I did on his show. But uh, the only reason yeah. I opened this one up is so I could take an Instagram picture of all four of them. All four of the Darth Mauls since I got that, the other new one recently. Oh, I just knocked over so many figures. Um, what What's frustrating with those, I have so many figures on my desk. And like they're all a lot of them holding lightsabers, and then this one has fallen on the back lightsaber so much it's starting to bend a little. So I I'm talk gonna... about that in my review of the Darth Mauls that I just did on my channel. Good plug, good plug. Where I posted that very tasteful picture of Darth Maul loving Darth <laughs> Maul. Hasbro's taking your style. I like it. And then I also just recently opened the what is this Arvala Seven Mandalorian? With no, the it's Maldo Crease. Maldo Crease. I can never remember those. It's okay. I don't know why I can. Honestly, but, I wish I couldn't. But <laughs> we all knew I those finally, planet names before, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <Before the> <laughs> I finally got the spider out mm -hmm. of the box. It's a good spider, right? 
It's so good. Like, look at the details on that. In you got to paint those eyes. That'll really, yeah, the, the ones that are on the bottom the too. I've seen yeah. two people put a, put the spider upside down. Like they turned all the legs over. Why? Because they're wrong. I don't oh, know. Like, not on purpose. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't what think if so. I would have showed it like this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like that. Yeah. Gotcha. I actually like the. Other than the eyes, like the the color, it's like an off white, creamy mm -hmm. type color. It's really nice. For our audio right. listeners, join the Patreon. Yes, thank, <laughs> thanks for the plug, Luke. And then I also recently picked up, well, I guess now we're starting to get into the actual fine editions. This ARF Trooper. Nice. Which I don't think I talked arf, about. Arf. I don't think I talked about this on the last show, so hopefully I didn't. But I also... I peeled off the visor and then just re-glued it down so it actually sits nice and low because they do send them like sitting kind of high. So I feel like that looks a lot better along that ridge there, which is cool. And I think this can technically be a named clone. I forget his name. Of course, I forgot his name now. Um, oh, it's like... I forget. Somebody can remind me. They fought the commandos in the show. I also got Dogma. Which is cool. Great paint on this one. Old Master Maul finally mm -hmm. came in the mail. I was just watching uh, Rebel Season 3 last night, and you actually do see Maul in just that look when they're in the I, Oh, do you really? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you do. I, I, someone pointed that out because I, I said that in my video, and someone pointed out that he, he does show up. And wearing that in season three. So he so. can go on your rebel shelf just like that. <clears throat> he can. It's just weird it. that they called it, you know, gaming greats instead of rebels when he could he could have just easily been rebels. Mm-hmm. But if it was like mainly we'd still be waiting for it, so true. And then let's move on to the Oh, I forgot about this other clone. Real quick. Kicks came in the mail today. Which is awesome. Last minute, fine edition for the show. Nice. That's such a cool paint job. It I is. Was, yeah, my little backpack cover ooh, falls off all the time, too. All the time, yeah. yeah. I haven't Kicks gotten any so of those good. with the backpacks yet. Oh, the backpacks are amazing. They're no, such I'm going to order some right now. They're <laughs> such a good add-on. That's what happens like, when I go three days without buying a figure. <laughs> <laughs> you get itchy. <laughs> uh -huh. Dare I say, is this the best AliExpress clone they've done? The Kicks? I think so. So far? I feel like it's up there with the, the the Apo is still good with mm -hmm. the pauldron and all that, but it has a backpack and like the the actual paint, the painted logos, the red. Yep. I was worried the shoulder one was not there because <clears throat> it took a while for me to see a picture of that on there. But the yeah, kicks is probably the best one. The Jesse with that they have with just the standard phase two armor, that's not the right helmet for the arc trooper jesse right no it's not arc trooper no no no. you know i i bought it thinking i could just swap the helmets out but it, the arc trooper jesse has a lot more blue okay yeah, like yeah. yeah basic basically the the one that hasbro made is right except for the fin and the antenna like it's, it's weird mm -hmm. that's a weird choice yeah another fine addition Going to the old Republic stuff. I picked up Bastilla Shan, which is cool. This is one of the ones that keeps falling and the lightsaber starts to bend. It's just so frustrating that 
Like with that comic Darth Maul, the peg on the saber is nice and thick. Mm-hmm. But on these ones, they're back to doing these really thin lightsaber blade pegs for some reason. It's really frustrating whenever figures fall and they bend very easily. Yeah, and if you don't want to stand them up, like if you're having trouble, you have to figure out how to put them down mm-hmm. without the lightsaber bending. And especially it's when, really they're, when yeah. they're double bladed, so there's yeah. no yeah. really good way. Yep. I also picked up Darth Malik. So my local Me? comic shop posted these on their Facebook page. So right whenever I finished <laughs> work, had to go scoop them up. I absolutely love this figure. Could potentially be figure of the year because of the face detail underneath the helmet and all that, or that mask piece. But I feel like this figure still takes over that spot so far. And it's the Darth Malgus was in I'm total so, shock. I'm so angry. I'm so angry about this. Was in total shock to find this. No, I feel like the only person, <laughs> other than you, other than you, who doesn't, who didn't really want it. I feel like the only person who wants this and hasn't received it yet. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I have it on pre-order from Hasbro Pulse and Amazon. Just waiting to see who ships it first, and I haven't gotten an inkling. Off of either of mm-hmm. them, but the Entertainment Earth and Big Bad Toy Store have shipped it out, but not from in stock. They've only been people that have pre-ordered it, so I yeah. can't like go pre-order it now and and get mm-hmm. it, you know, because it's and and then Zach here finds it at his local comic shop, and I'm just so angry, just completely <laughs> random too. You know, they posted they have another one of these, so I might be able to go up there for you, and and if they still have it, pick it up. If they do, I will take it. Just look at the look how amazing that is. Yeah, it honestly, I don't see how this isn't figure of the year for me. I really don't. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely figure of the year unless yeah. like if Kersantin came with some extra accessories, I could see that passing it up. Yeah. But I feel like it's still going to be the Darth Nagus. Like he just towers over all of the figures that are around him. Um his lightsaber is almost the size of a normal figure. Which is insane. Um, is he, some people have asked me, is he the best Black Series of all time? Because that's kind of what he's been hyped up to potentially be. I'm still, I still feel like I lean Gamorian Guard over Malgus. But this is a very impressive figure. With something like that, you always have to give it time. You can't, you can't make yeah, a judgment yeah. like that. Because you always have things like recency bias and... Like you really need to mull it over. You you need to like let things settle to see how you're still feeling a week or a month from now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I I feel like the Gamorrean Guard is gonna be overall like a better. Uh, this one had the articulation on it's great though for being such a big figure. Um, but that's absolutely fantastic. Glad to finally get that one. <clears throat> um, Mike, you're up on fine oh, additions. Fine. Um. We'll start with the the thing I have the least of, and that is G.I. Joe. I got two of these, but I'm only showing one. This is the this is the Cobra Eel. Um I like he's just an underwater boy who likes to swim around and he looks really good. I like that his helmet comes off, but you can see his uh like his face through the mm-hmm. mask, which the I think is there, yeah. is really cool. Yeah. So um it sucks for people that that don't have him because he's Amazon he's Amazon exclusive and he was, but he wasn't supposed to come out for like another month or so. But then a lot, like a lot of people, got a notification saying it was coming out super soon, 
and then I got mine, and then Amazon sent out notifications saying, "Just kidding, they're all getting delayed again." So I don't, I don't know what happened there. I got mine, and it sucks for the people that didn't get theirs. So I got two of those. Then I got some clones, same as you. I got Tup, nice. who's probably my least favorite one. That's but why I, I got, didn't pick him up because I feel like just the teardrop is like yeah. Eh. I, got, I got him because of the Clone Wars episodes with Tup. Yeah, um, I liked you know, I liked Tup. He was on Umbara, wouldn't he? Uh, yes, but he's also he was he got killed. His he was I think it was he the one where his chip malfunctioned in season six. Oh, and he started shooting, uh, and, and he shot the Jedi, and then yeah. they they killed him and took his chip out and stuff, and that's how Fives found out about it. So I got Tup basically for that reason. Uh, I and then that I think it's Tup. I might got to pick up. I might have to pick up Tup now. See, and then I did get Dogma as well, and Dogma looks a lot cooler for sure, and he was featured pretty heavily on the uh, Umbara arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dogma's course, so good with that red, the contrasting yeah. red arrow on his helmet. For sure. Uh, and then I did get the uh, the kicks. And I think I'm going to glue that little thing on. Like, I don't it's ever so frustrating. Really, I don't need to pull it off. Uh, like, I don't I don't need it to be removable. It does have a spot where you could put things in there. But, like, what, what would I ever put in there? A med pack. <laughs> I'll, uh, a I'll syringe. put my Endor Trooper face in there is what I'll do. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. But uh, he's he's good. I love kicks a lot. Um, and then I have a, I have a question for you. Do you, do you remember how many uh, Cosmic Legion figures I had on our last episode? Um, like, do you mean that specific episode or total? Oh yeah. In total. Like, well, I had just gotten them for the last episode. Like, yeah, you had like two or three. I had two. Max. Yeah. I had two. And now you got like 12. Now, now, (laughs) now I have eight. So in the last two weeks, I've gotten six more. He's obsessed. I can't stop it, man. I've not felt this way about a toy line in a long time. Like, so, you know, with Star Wars, like I love the Black Series because I love Star Wars. And and there are a lot of figures where like, yeah, this looks really good. I really like it. But I'm still, I'm just kind of comparing it to, you know, okay, this Luke Skywalker looks like Luke Skywalker. I'm I'm getting what I saw on screen in mm-hmm. hand, and that's cool. But with these guys, like, I'm just I'm just in awe of, of how unique it looks, how different it looks, the detail that goes into it, and it just is what it is as a figure. Like, I don't I'm not saying, oh, I like this because it looks like something I'm used to. I'm just saying this just looks cool as a toy. And I like that aspect of it so the first one i got i got these in waves of two because i i'm like okay i'm just gonna spend a little bit more money and i ordered two and then i got those and i'm like okay maybe just a little bit more money Mm -hmm. and that just kept going but this is varga the colors on it are insane yeah she's got this big ass gun that plugs into her her backpack which right there which is pretty cool um, she comes with an alternate head that has like a mask on, so it's not like a, a part that comes off. And she's got a couple different hands, uh, which is neat. Uh, then with that same order, I got this guy who is a tusk scientist. 
And he's just like a white robot alien dude. Interesting. Yeah, and there's not even a lot of paint on this. Like, he's just white. Uh, this blue piece is actually something you could pop off. It's just colored plastic. And then he does have underneath the this mask, he's got like, like that's blue in there. And, I was going to say, could kinda... you change the color, but since that it's blue no, in the under it. there. Um, I could change the the, the chest piece here. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I've, I've done the same thing I did before where I've, I've put different heads on them, like a, like a cat head and stuff, because it just looks like someone's wearing a spacesuit. Like a spacesuit, yeah. Yeah, which is, is pretty cool. Uh, and what I like about him is his proportions are a little bit more inhuman, like his legs kind of bend backwards at the uh, ankles, and he's he's only got three fingers on his hands and, and stuff like that. So I dig that. He also comes with a cool alien face. If you don't want to be like a robot dude, you can just put an alien head on him. Um, so I had fun with those. And then that led to this one. This is another Tusk. This is a Tusk Scout. And he has a, a robot head too, but I put the alien head on him because I, I like the look of the um, of the helmet bubble. And I felt like, you know, a robot wouldn't need a helmet bubble. So I put the alien Yeah, head. that makes more sense to have like yeah. a living, breathing thing underneath exactly. it. Um, he's, he's also not really painted, which is kind of a bummer. He's just like a flat gray. Uh, and like these are, they're not the same body. They have some subtle differences, like their legs are different. But like a lot of the pieces are shared. They're just mm -hmm. colored differently, and that's kind of what Cosmic Legions does. So if you're one of those people, it's like, oh, they're reusing parts. Like maybe Cosmic Legions isn't for you. Um, but then it looks like they that, put all the paint budget into that first figure you showed. Well, that and then a, also a rainbow. this figure. Oh yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Sphexian guard or something. Like he's got these little arms on his chest, and these wings are gorgeous. Like. The way they're translucent and stuff. It looks like they're shiny, too. Yeah, they are. It looks like they um, glimmer a little when you showed it like that. Yeah. And what's neat is he's basically just, like, when it comes down to it, he's basically this this guy. Like, they have the same legs, and, like, there's the same... Hold on. There's the same torso underneath here. He just has this big piece that kind of goes on top of him to give him more of that, like, hunched-over look uh and then like this is just a this little bug butt is just like a piece that clips on and then his little bug crotch plate right here is just a it's part of the belt so like they literally just took a random human figure and just glued a bunch of shit on him mm -hmm. to make him look awesome but uh there's that and then just yesterday and today i got these um, this is the, the final of the little Tusk army builders. This is the engineer. It's a kind of a girl body. She's all black. She comes with an alien head as well. So she doesn't show up on camera as well, but I have the, the robot head on her cause I like the way that looks. That looks awesome. like the, yeah, it looks cool. Um, but that's not the, that's not the big one. The big one is this one. And this is the thing I love the most. This might be my favorite figure of the entire year. And that's, Kragnar here he wow. is just freaking wow. he's gigantic he um like this is the holy crap that's like double yeah. the size at least yeah so well, let me get like a how's the like articulation on those does it feel like McFarlane articulation does it feel like 
Um, Hasbro articulation, NECA. It's it's about the same as NECA, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, do the figures Maybe, feel kind of like that harder plastic? No, 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 no. I I I have never felt like I was going to break a figure from moving. It. Although they do send a little warning saying, like, the first time you move stuff, mm. you should heat it up. But but the NECA figures all have that kind of delicate, brittle feel to them. Whereas this this feels like this feels heftier, but more solid than almost any other figure I could have. Like this is a beefy figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's just like a four armed alien. He does have he has what I like about him is he has Pong Krell vibes to him, but there's no lightsabers big enough to fit in his hands, which is yeah. kind of a, a bummer. But what he's what's cool is like he's got these spots on the back on his back for the arms to go into but if you don't want that you can take them out and they have fillers that just kind of go in there oh so you can be two-armed also yeah you can have them be two-armed you can have them be four-armed he came with an alternate face this is like the the mad looking face like some scratches and he has like a non-scratched kind of normal looking face uh and then he comes with um two fists and then two kind of open hands and then two just like holdy hands so you've got like options for how you want to display them, which is pretty cool. Like yeah. all this stuff comes off. Um, but what's what's neat about it is this is the third version of this figure I have on pre-order. It's just the first one I've gotten. But the other two are like dragon dudes. But the only difference between this figure and the dragon dudes is the head is just a full-on dragon head instead of this like weird duck-faced alien kind of thing. Like they even have the spots on the back for arms. They're just, they just have those fillers in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so in theory, they could come out with stuff to put in there, which is pretty cool. But I, I love this. And honestly, I think this might be my favorite figure of the entire year so far of, of any line, but yeah, he's got like a, like he's got joints in here, like a torso joint. You can get a decent amount of movement. The only thing that I wish was a little bit better is the arms don't have a great elbow movement. Like that's about as good as it gets just because they're so big and there's no butterfly joints. Mm. And I, I think if they could have figured out a way to do that, I know it'd be a lot harder, especially with forearms, but if they could have figured out a way to do that, it would have made it a lot more articulated, but, but it's still really good. Just like the detail and the paint alone I just I just love this so much. That is actually really incredible. That whole series has such a sense of passion behind it. It's just so creative and fun. Absolutely. And they so also I, just um, get to do whatever they want without having to like because you know, most of the time people have mm-hmm. to make action figures over characters that were designed exactly in their movies and, yeah. and you're just so limited. So that's that's what I like. That's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. Uh, is that it just they, they've got so much creativity in there to just mm-hmm. make something that looks cool mm-hmm. for the sake of looking cool. They don't have to worry about like, does this look like Luke Skywalker? You know, does this look mm-hmm. like uh, the alien from the cantina? Like it just, yeah, this is just a big beefy four-armed alien dude. Yeah. And this is just a, a white robot space guy, you know, Two like arms, forearms. We don't care. You pick. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You can do whatever you want. And uh, like they're all their parts are very interchangeable. So like w- the for the figures that use like this body, yeah, all the heads work, all the arms work, all, and and this whole thing can be fully disassembled uh, and reassembled very easily. So it's 
It's wild. It's very easy to customize, which it's is really cool. That Black Series figures or Marvel Legends like aren't more consistent with like just the neck mm-hmm. peg size and all these things that could do it, the same. It seems so frustrating. simple. It seems so simple I don't to know do. If they right? leave it up because I know yeah. they hire a lot of different sculptors to to do everything. So it's mm-hmm. like, is it? Do they just let everyone kind of build their figure and then they add that stuff later? Does it have to do with like the size of the neck? I don't know. Um, yeah, but it is kind of frustrating. Like it's very rare to be able to just like mix and match parts for customs. Yeah. So Kirby asked me a question. Do I have High Warden Slog? No, that's one of the three figures I don't have from Wave One now. I don't have High Warden Slog, and I don't really want to get him. He's pretty expensive, and I just I don't know. Like he looks cool, but I just don't know if I want to invest that much in something that's not really anything more than like a big statue for the most part. Um, I don't have, there's, um, oh, I don't have him out here, but there's like two versions of the same character. His name is Oleg Thygar. I I showed him off in the last episode. There's one with a spacesuit and one without a spacesuit. I have the spacesuit version and I have no interest in getting the non-space. Like, I don't need two versions of the same guy. Mm. Uh, and then there is a bug like this, but he's red and he doesn't have like a a face mask on. It's just his, his bug face. And that's the only one that I'm actively considering getting just because it is a, like it's kind of a different figure. It's as different as like, you know, this guy is from from this guy, like they're mm-hmm. the same guy, but they're slightly different. So um, I might get the the red bug at some point. But for right now, I think I've satisfied myself so next episode you'll have, I'll have four like a more. bunch more. You'll have well, the if whole I get wave. those, that's it. Because like now we're now I just have to wait for the second wave to come out, and I only care about two, maybe three of those. But only I only have two pre-ordered right now, and I, mm. I don't really care about the others in the wave. Yeah. But we'll What's see. The, what is the market for Cosmic Legions like? Like, do they go way up in value afterwards? Are they? Mm-hmm. Do they stay in stock for a long time? Is it pretty much like made to order? How does that? What's their market like? Yeah, because it has to do with the way that they they manufacture their toys, and and I think Zach did talk about this with. What did you, I think? Did you talk, did we talk about this at the uh, with Jake? With, with Jake. Jake, yeah, where where they they do it with a uh, they'll they'll have to organize my thoughts here. They'll put up a pre order period, mm-hmm. and they have one going on right now with with the fourth wave of Cosmic Legion's figures, where they'll say. You know, these are the figures that you can you can buy as many as you want. We'll make them because um, they used if to do I this made as the a order Kickstarter. Well, in yeah, but it's, mm-hmm. but like like this is how maybe I I'm going all in. It's three hundred dollars to get everything in the wave, which is cheaper than buying them all individually. Um, but like this is how people like Big Bad Toy Store and like Nerdzoic and you know Empire Toys and stuff like they'll they'll put in orders for all these and then. The four horsemen ship them to those people, mm-hmm. so everyone's kind of buying them right now for for wholesale. For wholesale, and then the like big bad toy store and the other places will put them up for their for their retail, the quote unquote retail sell. So like, um, I think these guys go for forty five bucks versus I think they were thirty dollars on uh, okay when they were in stock. And, and and for the people listening, that's the uh, like the scientist guy because these are meant to be like like army builders so they make them a little bit cheaper they don't come with as much but they make Mm -hmm. them a little cheaper so that you can you know it's easier to buy more of whereas uh like this big guy he goes for 60 dollars if you buy them buy them from 
the initial pre-orders, but then Big Bad Toy Store will put them up for like $80. So that that's their markup basically for the people that didn't get it. But you know, like once once they do those pre-order period, that's pretty much it. Like they'll they'll have a couple they've made outside of that. And sometimes they'll do an in-stock sale, but it's very much like this is the run. They don't do they don't really do second runs that mm-hmm. that much that often. So once things go out there, like the the aftermarket just kind of goes up yeah. and up. And, and they, there are some mythic they creatures. They use that are worth... a lot of stuff though, right? Yes, they do. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The customizing community for this must be really it's inspired. huge. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's huge. Well, and part of it's because you know they make it so easy because mm-hmm. everything's pretty much compatible with yeah. everything else. That's so fun because I I love when a black series figure comes out like uh, Nihilus and someone's like, hey. Mm-hmm. Put it on the Kylo body, and everyone's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. God, that looks," you know. And mm-hmm. then everyone kind of it, it looks so that. much better. Yeah, I love when um, people can discover stuff like that, and I'm sure that yeah. happens a lot with with Mythic Legion. Which sounds like, "Hey, but you never thought to put this arm on this figure." Yeah, yeah, and I love it when I see like you do that stuff, or or when you take a, an existing figure and and you change it with like your resin prints and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and turn it. You know, you turned uh, what's his face the. Doc Ondar into Hammerhead, which isn't as hard, granted, but it, it is different. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's the best when when someone just like puts a certain accessory with a certain figure, like, oh, I have those right here. Like, exactly. You're, you're, like, you're, I can make that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the opposite is true sometimes. Like with this, there was a convention exclusive <clears throat> where like I've, I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I could make this guy right now if I wanted to based on the figures oh, that yeah. I have. So like, do I want? to buy this one. figure or do I want to just use, you know, make it using the parts I already have. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it kind of can, can bite you in the ass depending on mm-hmm. how deep you get into that. But, but sure, absolutely. I think that that's cool that people can do that. Luke, do you have any fine additions you want to chat about? I like about? that you made him big, not that anyone can see anything. <laughs> I'm probably going just... I'm holding yeah. up season one Ahsoka. No, uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, during the Out of the Basement stream last week, they mentioned how on AmiAmi, if you go to the last page of the figure arts listings, uh, you get all of the pre-owned for... I did not know that stuff. that was a thing until that. I didn't either. Yeah. So I went and checked um, and bought the Scout Trooper and Speeder Bike, which uh, someone at Frank and Son had for like 250 and I told myself, uh, I was looking at what it goes for now, and it, it retailed for like 165 or something. But I was like, if I ever find this for like under 200, I'll snag it. And uh, it was under 200. So I, I bought that. So I just Sweet. got that. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's much darker and like a little bit more realistic looking than the Black Series one. And then uh, I actually really like the Scout Trooper a lot more than I thought. Because a lot of times, Figure Arts troopers are a little wonky looking. They have really wide shoulders or like really big gaps in the joints and gaps in the armor and that sort of thing. Um, but I was, I was really happy with it. He doesn't really fit on the speeder. Like I was having trouble getting him to look like he's actually riding it. Um, but, but that was just kind of an exciting thing to get in the mail. And it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, if I ever want to get rid of it, I'm getting what I paid. They're never going to remake it. You know, it's mm-hmm. at least going to make my money back. So, um, so it was kind of like an easy impulse buy. Um, I got the Black Series Scout Trooper helmet, which is the first Black Series helmet that I've ever bought uh, at retail. I think I got the Stormtrooper helmet a couple years ago when I was collecting, but uh, didn't really have a place for it. But the Scout Trooper helmet, saw it at Target and was like, you know, I want to try weathering this and painting it. 
because uh, I've never really done full-scale props. And now that I've got so much paint experience over the last couple of years, I wanted to try something life-size. So I actually spent the last couple hours weathering that up today. And I think I need to do a couple more passes. I'm still kind of learning how the materials react to like the smooth surface. Because uh, I would like do all this weathering, it would look amazing. And then I try to like wipe some of it off and it would just all come off. Uh, and <laughs> so it's just trying to figure out exactly how to make that work. Uh, that was a lot of fun because I'd love to have some more life-size props without having to spend like $800 on a, you know, an EFX or Denuo Novo helmet mm-hmm. and start being able to buy Black Series helmets and then, or 3D printing my own and uh, making them look kind of screen accurate is, is going to be fun. So just another, uh, another pickup. I'm trying to think what else. Um, you can talk about the Star Killer if you want, because that's pretty sick. Oh yeah. I, I got Star Killer a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I don't think anyone else has picked him up. There's like one other guy that has a review up on YouTube that, uh, but I don't know if there's, if anyone else has, has put one up. Um, but it was, yeah, he was available at some convention in Hong Kong, which is kind of surprising. And then, uh, someone that I buy stuff from just hit me up. was like, Hey, you want them? It's going to be this much. And, uh, I was like, no, 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 that's all right. I'll, I'll just wait. Cause I don't want to like, basically you're paying extra for stormtroopers. Like you're paying mm-hmm. import mm-hmm. prices to get two stormtroopers. But, uh, I figured I'd, it was worth getting. And I'm glad I did. Cause it, it did really well on the channel. Uh, I think it's about like 31 K views. Um, so yeah, it's kind of made the money so back for that. And, uh, and it's nice just to like have him on the shelf and not have to worry about ordering him from PulseCon or worrying about it going out of stock. Um, and so yeah, that review is up on my channel. Um, yeah, I haven't got Malgus yet. That one was one that I just, I think I, everyone started getting him right when I did my Star Killer review. And I was like, I don't really feel like reviewing this one, honestly. Like, you know, I, I'm not too personally excited about it. I don't have any emotional attachment to the character. Um, but don't uh, lie, Luke. You were so hyped to get it. And then you <laughs> saw that I got it first. And now you don't want it because if I can't first, be so. first, I don't want it at all. Exactly. That, that uh, checks out. Absolutely. Um, Who lives uh, in the future now, baby? It's it's a cool enough figure that like the idea of being able to kind of find that someday in store excites me more than being able to like do a review on it early. So I I'm kind of keeping that one as every once in a while I give myself one where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna walk in a Frankenstein or walk in a GameStop one day and it's gonna be sitting there Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be really fun because it's so rare to be able to have that experience. Yeah, that's what excited me about this Malgus figure so much because I went to that comic shop because they posted a picture of the Malik and Bastilla Shan. So mm-hmm. I get there and uh, there was another guy there. I was kind of chatting to him for a little bit, and then obviously he had a he had a stack of Black Series figures. So I was nervous that he got to him already, and then but I was chatting with him. And he said he only collects droids or something. Um, mm. So fortunately, I saw the Bastilla Shan, and then Darth Malik was right behind him. And then I had him in my hand, and I was just kind of looking at the figures and then i looked up because it's like a pretty tall wall i looked up and there was just darth malgus sitting like right there and i'm just like for 30 one of those things 30, where you're like you feel like you're dreaming i was like stunned and i haven't been that hyped to find something in hand because you know most you know 90 percent of the figures we buy these days are are online unless you pre-order mm-hmm. something yep. and then you cancel the pre-order because you find it in store but that's not usually like something like super hype like it was seven years ago maybe when you yeah. had to go hunting at the walgreens for the exclusives and all that um, yeah I've, I've very rarely been able to like walk into a store and actually find something 
at retail. So, yeah, it was nice to finally get like some some of that nostalgia back almost mm-hmm. from like figure hunting and going and, and finding something. The first and then it was summer... funny. Okay. Go ahead. I'll say it real quick. It was funny because I was like, why didn't they post this one on their Facebook? That doesn't make any sense. Do they mm-hmm. not realize it's not supposed to be out for like another two months? And then I got home and realized they had posted it like half an hour ago from when I got home. So I feel like at least a couple people drove to that store thinking they're going to get a Malgus. Yeah. And then, and then the empty handed. So I must have bought it like five minutes after they posted it. It's their fault for not calling first. Exactly. True. Exactly. And I think once you do get it, though, you'll be, I think everybody will be really, really impressed with this figure once yeah. they get it. They, um, oh, also today I picked up, um, some GameStop clearance deals, which I just kind of didn't think I was going to have a chance at because there's really not any GameStops near me. They closed the one that is like right next to the Target that I go to all the time. And so I, the one, the nearest one is like 20 something minutes away. So GameStop is like such a treat to me whenever I'm like out of town or, you know, like visiting family and they have a GameStop in the town. I always hit it because it's, it's fun. It's one of the few places to like find a wide variety of Black Series figures where you'll find old stuff and, you know, you just Mm -hmm. never know. Um, And uh, they just built one like two months ago that I didn't know about. And it's between this, like my favorite donut shop and then my favorite like sandwich shop and then our grocery store. And so I was like, Oh, we're going to come here. I'm going to go here every weekend now. Um, every time I get groceries, yeah. swing by the GameStop. You're going to have like anyway. breakfast trips and then you yeah. can hunt, hunt at GameStop and, <laughs> and wherever and then go to the sandwich shop. Of donuts. Um, <laughs> there you go. But Where's I, Luke? Oh, he's probably at GameStop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so they actually had some clearance deals, which I didn't think I would see around my area just because we're, you know, live in a big city. And uh, so I picked up two Riot Scout Troopers. Um, because I actually, the Riot Scout I have, I gave his baton to the custom KX droid that I did. Um, oh, wait, no, he comes, th- that one comes with a baton. Never mind. Uh, but anyway, uh, just it comes with some cool accessories, like the little electricity effect of the shield. Uh, and um, yeah, I ended up paying $11 total for both of them because I had some points. I had my monthly coupon, and then it came out to like nice. $13, and the second one was half off of that. So uh, eleven bucks, and I was like, worst case, give them to someone's kid that comes over, or you know, like I've had a couple friends come by where we start talking about Star Wars, and then at like I let them leave with like a stormtrooper. I'm like, here, take this. You need to, uh, I need, you need to go to, to, to Luke's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> free figgies for everyone. <laughs> it's just like a gift bag when you go in. Yeah, <laughs> just handsome. Yeah, now I'm gonna Clear. go to Luke's house and be like that. That painted Anakin looks really nice. I'm like, this yellow Tuscan Raider is one of the rarest figures, but I think you should have it. <laughs> what a troll. <laughs> Technically, is what I, it is one of the rarest figures, because I never see anyone that has it. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. That's because they're all on the pegs, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for eight bucks online. I need to... I haven't pulled any a trigger on any of those. Like, I really want a couple of those, uh, the B1... Battle the battle droids from Survivor, I guess, with the white stripe down the middle of the head and kind of the maroon mm-hmm. color. If I see a couple of those for like eight bucks, I'll probably grab it. Yeah, those are cool. Because um, I really my B one battle droid section in the collection is really lacking. I only have the standard one and the heavy one they did that's kind of colored like Geonosis, but a little darker and has the real heavy gun and the backpack. Mm-hmm. That's a cool those, are all, those are the only two I have. I don't have the plain Geonosis one. I don't have any of the gaming grade three paints. 
Um, so I really need to, my, my battle droid section is lacking and it's, the clones are outnumbering them like crazy. So I need to, I need to get on that. You got to get on... a, um, uh, figure arts battle droid. Those are really cool. Are they, do they, um... they just like have that hard plastic and they're just yeah. like, they're so, um, clean like the, the mold or like the, you know, the print is so sharp as a action display always says, um, mm-hmm. And uh, they're just beautiful. I found one at Frank's once that I think someone thought was a Black Series figure. So it was priced at like 30 bucks for just like the classic beige B1. And I think the color is a little bit more of my headcanon, like that kind of like a little bit more beige color, than, yeah. than white. You know, the Black yeah. Series one is almost like very light beige, almost white. Yeah, I want a 3D print like sort of a, not like a giant thing, but just like a little battle you know, like a little battle area. I could put the, a couple clones and droids in. I think that'd be cool. So I definitely need to get some more droids to. I have to that um, that Geonosis column on my mm-hmm. Patreon that is like such a nice, easy. You could just uh, easy paint, and that's like a nice piece that kind of like it's a little diorama, but it's not it doesn't take up more space than a figure. Yeah, and. Fortunately, you've been able to help me not only with 3D printing whenever I first got started, but with like the paint chipping on like the stuff that I print, mm-hmm. like and and some figures like that. That was a, a really good tip that you gave, and just like the tips you've given on dry brushing. And so mm-hmm. I encourage everybody listening: if you print stuff, but you don't like weather them to make them look a little better, it's if I can do it. Anybody can do it because it's actually a lot easier than it looks to, at least for smaller things like, you know, what I'm trying to think what I've done. Like this Hoth turret that I did, um, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for... That um, um, Ned B video that I made. The Ned uh, B video helped a lot. I can't believe how many people, because it's like, if you search dry brushing on YouTube, there's like thousands and thousands of videos because it, Mm -hmm. it, you know, crosses over so many different hobbies. And it's just like videos from 25 or like, you know, 15 years ago of like, you know, model makers and stuff. It's like such an old technique, but I guess, uh, I just, I wanted to keep it concise and really clear and just really emphasize like, here's, you can do this with like $8 worth of stuff from your hobby Mm -hmm. shop and just keep it really simple. And I think that's why I did well, but I get so many messages still of people being like, this is, I started weathering figures because of this video. Um, That that video, like I basically followed that video to do my, um, the, what's the green, is it fixer? The green Republic commando. mm -hmm. Like I put a wash on him and he looks far better than the other, you know, the other, a couple of the other ones, because it actually brings out those little cranks and crevices. Yeah. If you do a gray wash instead of like a black wash with the, the clones, it actually looks really cool. I wanted mm-hmm. to, uh, I did my one, I think I did fixer or boss for Delta squad. And I think I did like a matte spray on it. Cause I kind of like the way, especially when it's something from like animated, you know, it's like their, their armor's not shiny in the game or in clone wars, even like it's not, uh, mm-hmm. it's not super shiny. And so I think a, a matte spray looks really cool on, on trooper sometimes. And I know we know you're a big fan of soft goods too. Oh, yeah. You love soft goods. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is kind of funny to like look at my shelf and find the actual the soft goods that are still there. Like, is it got, very what, what soft goods do you find acceptable um, for the people that? Hold on, for the people that are listening, Luke does not like soft goods. That's the joke. He despises them. I three D print my own hard goods to replace my soft goods. Um, I have my Count Dooku cloak think looks okay i like robes so like 
Darth Malak, uh, like the even the Darth Malgus and like that hood. I'm like, I wish that was sculpted. The hood um, is so good though. But it for is, Black it is one of the better for ones, Black yeah. Series. It's good. I like the Doc Ondor soft goods. I like Vader's cape. I have Vader's cape though, um, pulled down under around the hexagon stand and taped. So it like Smart. lays flat and straight, and I think it looks so much better. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I like the soft goods on my hot toys, but it's like that's kind of the look. It's like with hot toys, if it's supposed to be cloth, it's, the it's price gonna be point. cloth. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the scale. More importantly, I think. But yeah, um, this this the scale that makes the cloth look good. Yeah. Well, that and hot toys also wires their capes, and I, I honestly think that. If Hasbro wired the soft goods, it would look better. Uh, I have figure arts with soft goods capes that are wired, and they drive me nuts. I'm honestly not. Yeah, that's one of the things. I thought I was going to like the SH figure arts Darth Vader cape a lot, but the wired absolutely drives me crazy. The thing that I finally figured it out, like the thing that really kills me about soft goods, like Mike, hold that figure up that you're about to show. Yeah. Like I see two different things like it, it reminds me of like who framed roger rabbit when you've got animation on top of live action like i just it doesn't okay. feel consistent to me and it like it kind of it's like if you when people do like photos of like lego minifigures or you know in the lego games where it'll be like some stuff's made out of lego and the other stuff's like real world terrain mm-hmm. that bothers me i'm like i want it to all be one consistent art style i don't want to you want one medium yeah exactly it's like i think that's that's the thing that gets me okay i can i can appreciate that and then also like you know the, the way that jedi robes and stuff look where they just look ridiculous and they're just sticking out all over the place so you don't collect mezco is what we're hearing <laughs> correct but some of those look cool like i think if all black series had uh mezco style clothes that would be different but it's just when they randomly you know switch like mm-hmm. the, the uh ceremony leia is like a great example of something that just makes my eyes bleed uh like where it's like it's the same dress and then halfway through it just totally changes and it's like I, my brain doesn't see that as as one dress mm-hmm. what like do you that's, think of, that's a leather of top under yeah. um that so one doesn't kind of bother me medium. yeah i think yeah. it's because the outer thing same with like uh vader kind of uh because it's like the armor's hard and the the cloth is soft uh but it's tricky. It, it it depends. It like holds it in place almost. It holds it to make it look good and not. Yeah. So it does what it's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't just flow everywhere. And, and but um, yeah, I just I I don't have a solid answer for it, but I, it's kind of a case by case. But I also like understand, you know, why people might like it. But I, I also grew up with the Phantom Menace line and those was those were really, you know, sculpted plastic robes. Uh, yeah where the elbow was permanently bent and uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, and so maybe I have some sort of attachment to, to that. I remember when they came out in the Phantom Menace line with the Naboo versions of Qui-Gon and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan that had the, the robes on. And then they also had two versions. It was the first, <clears throat> it was the first uh, figures they had with two versions of the lightsaber, one ignited and one unignited. Oh, uh, cool. And I thought that that was the coolest thing in the world where now you could you could plug the lightsaber into mm-hmm. the belt. Like, it was rad. It was mind-blowing at the time. Yeah, that's cool. You know what drives me crazy about older figures? Not, And it's not really a thing in modern days, but for 
back in the day. Whenever like the Jedi robes, you would take the Jedi robes off, but the arms were colored for the robe, mm-hmm. and you, so yep. you couldn't have the just the plain, the under robes. Like for Obi Wan, for example, his arms would be brown, but it, he would still have that That's light colored what tunic. I ended up doing with my three D printed uh, Jedi robes. Yeah, I know. But, Whenever uh, you you made those, I was like, "You're painting the arms now." There's yeah. they're gonna, you can't take the robes. My archive off. Anakin now is uh, well. Actually, no, I switched out his arms because uh, I wanted them to be a little bit baggier because he has the like the robot arm, and I wanted that to be mm-hmm. covered with a cloak. Um, but like with the Kid Fisto and Kid Fisto and Mace Windu, um, I bought backups of those that have the just so I have the standard body on hand. Uh, whenever mm-hmm. I like really customize something, I like having the original either for a review or just like know that I have it, especially if it ever goes up in price. Um, so if there's some things that retail like that, or, you know, I'm able to find for like 35 bucks or something, I'll just keep the classic one. But, uh, I, I do love having my Jedi with the plastic robes like that. I just think it, it looks the way that I remember the, my figures looking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about some 3d printing stuff since you are sort of. Mm-hmm. The 3D printing guru, and I do think it's funny, we mentioned this earlier, that last time you were on, Mike was the one that was wanting to get into 3D printing, and now the tables have turned so far that mm-hmm. I have the entire Landspeeder Luke, <clears throat> you know, shrine over here, which is pretty cool. Um, so hey, do I, you s- I got what I needed out of it. Like, I got you to do it, which is mm-hmm. way cheaper for me, That is, and true. then you just print me the things that I want, and it works out, so I'm good. Right, Zach, I gotta you say, your shelves behind you are begging for hexagon stands because look at all that negative space over the it's heads true. of each figure. It's wasted space. So that's the one thing that because I printed, you sent me a pair whenever a I while ago. think I first started a long time ago, and then so I have one of those over here, but that's uh, that's I have a Marvel uh, mm. using those, and then I printed some. But then Mike wanted some, so I sent those to him, and I haven't, I haven't dove back in. It, I want, I would love to He's get blaming for, me. The audacity. I'm blaming Mike, but I want to do those. But it just seems so daunting because of how many shelves I have, and if I do it for one, I got to do it for mm-hmm. all of them. Well, it takes so about it, like to do a six pack. Um, takes about eight hours. So every day yeah. you could finish one of those shelves. So you've got I like could totally, 15 yeah, shelves. Could, that's like two weeks. I could totally knock it out. It's just, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just like, I, I'm printing all this other stuff. I know, you, know, you got to back off. No, like, no, no, you, you got to print a, a bunch printer. of those. Then print out print out a bunch of the Ken Plume shelf extenders that he's got. Those are a good idea, uh, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah, though, but what I, well, what I would like to do is eventually do that but i'm also gonna get like a bigger shelf for here so that like pipe right there mm-hmm. that drain pipe will be covered um and mm-hmm. then that'll be like mostly 3d printed stuff that's my so problem that I, I, I would whole, love to showcase wall. so much more of my 3d printed stuff but i just like really my only display i've got like six hot toys up on my desk uh and then uh in the closet that it, like i show on my youtube channel that's the extent so i get basically like three three shelves about three feet wide and that's like all my room to display stuff and so all i have really is my java on display and then almost everything is like customized in some way that's on display so mm-hmm. like certain things like all the rogue one figures i just have the stock figures i'm like i put them out and i'm you know when i got them and i'm like okay i don't need to look at these so i have 
more figures in storage than I have on display. And there's there's some days where I wish I could just like see my whole collection at once. Sorry, I just knocked <laughs> over like six figures. <laughs> you know what? You know you could you should probably have on there. That wouldn't happen with some hexagon stands. Well, that's why I was I was grabbing this because I love these the the tiny oh, ones. Dude, okay, so, you got to them. Because so I did have Ayla on one of them, and then she kept leaning backwards because I guess mine mm -hmm. has loose legs or whatever because they they've refused to sculpt new female legs. Um, so I put two that's of them true. on there to get a good pose. I like that she's so got two perfect. of those feet things on her. It looks like she's got weird snowshoes snow on. Yeah. yeah. Right? I really but, hate the way that stands look on shelves. Like when, when people have their figures on a shelf on stands. But I, what I like about the hexagon stands, and I didn't even mean this when I designed them, but when you put the figure on the, stand, or on the like platform onto the actual riser, it like becomes part of the riser and then the figure kind of just like is mm -hmm. separate versus like when it's just on a shelf, I feel like the stand looks like it's part of the figure and it looks like a little statue. Yeah. But I feel like the stands kind of disappear into the risers when you have the, when it's all 3d printed the same way, especially if your shelf is the same color. Like I always tell people to print, if you got a white shelf, print them in white. Um, so they kind of disappear yeah, a little I, bit. I do visually. them all in black. And then mm -hmm. for the ten of four, um, you might be able to see it. I know you've seen pictures, but mm -hmm. For the uh, and we're not really gonna see it, but for the the rebel trooper that I have fallen down, mm -hmm. I have him on a gray hex stand. Oh, nice to, so, to match the yeah to match the gray tan and four. That's hallway. what I did at um the convention that I displayed my stuff at. I just had a little section of the tan of four, and I had them on because I was like they're gonna fall over all weekend, uh, and so I put them on little mm -hmm. little hex stands. We might say that those hexagon stand and risers are the best original idea you've ever had. Mm, but so they're also like the one that I use all the time and I like kind of forget that I made them when I'm like using them on my shelf because mm -hmm. uh, I made them so long ago. Uh, you know. Yeah, I bought some wood ones from Target. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, screw you, Mike. I'm going to have to talk to <laughs> Tom Target about that. Yeah, Tom Target stealing your, your hex ideas and he's like, I'll mm -hmm. make them out of wood. Um, I do own six-sided shapes. That's right. Every six-sided shape is property of uh, Lance Peter Luke. Yeah. So I do have a question. What do you? I know sometimes you like to um re like release your three D prints with shows that are kind of popular mm -hmm. and like releasing. But what usually inspires you to come up with something? Like, do you say I kind of want to do something? original trilogy or a sequel trilogy or i want to go looking for something in empire strikes back to print usually, or is it more just like you see it and then it's like well there's I certain things like so i put out like the bespin chamber a couple months ago like the carbon freezing chamber that was something that i wanted to do a long time ago but it was a little bit beyond my skill set at the time because i didn't start designing or learning anything till 2020 uh and so i still have a lot to learn um but uh i yeah it's usually something that i want or i'll see something that kind of whatever i feel like whatever people are kind of excited about in the moment and uh just knowing what's coming out so i'm like okay we got star killer like what are people going to want to have with their star killer figure or whatever's coming out in the main line gaming grades that sort of thing and so uh Sometimes, like, I have a list of ideas that people send me or that I just kind of write down stuff that I think would work well. 
Uh, I, look, I look a lot at like older playsets because I think, you know, when people have a people have a huge nostalgic attachment to that, mm-hmm. even if it's not something canon like that, that um, that droid depot assembly thing with the big mm-hmm. crane. Uh, yeah. I've like looked at that and started kind of sculpting something and been like, OK, is this going to be exciting and fun or is it just going to be boring? Um, and I find that the things that do the best are the ones that are really generic. So like that hallway that I'd made that just you can put Delta Squad on or I think I photographed it with like Delta Squad or like with Maul that can kind of go into any era, anything, any, you know, Cosmic Legions, like Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, The Imperial Armory or like, or that where it's just like the shells with the drawers and the racks Mm -hmm. for guns and helmets and stuff. That's like my number one, uh, you know, other than the hexagon stands like that one I see all the time getting tagged in like that one just feels like it's just, gone on and on um people really love that one uh the doc ondar one was really popular the cantina bandstand was really popular mm-hmm. and it's it's a very basic design and it's not canonical at all but it, it solves a problem you know it's like mm-hmm. oh how are does, we gonna yeah. display that and so when i have something like that where i kind of look for, you know where there's like a hole in the black you know in the series where you're there's like, a problem that you're yeah, gonna fix that you need to fix yeah, yeah. And, and that's the stuff that people get really excited about and um yeah it really just open it like expands the collection like beyond i could even explain just like the collection before i had 3d printing and now mm-hmm. it's just like i have a whole last tane of four hallway you know the cantina bandstand trash yeah. compactor and my new... favorite stuff is the freestanding stuff like that grogu meditation rock uh mm-hmm. or like like i was saying the geonosian pillar before where where the stuff just i mentioned this actually last time i was on i heard I, you know when i listened to it today um how like when you put that figure on your shelf, like that figure exists within that space. It doesn't have like hard edges and it doesn't have like, I don't like dioramas that are boxes. Mm-hmm. I like the stuff to kind of just be freestanding. And if you look at a lot of Lego sets, like it, it, they're the same way where they just kind of exist within your space. Uh, and so freestanding pieces organic. like that. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're not going to have a full Geonosis arena. Cause right. I, always, it's like, where do you draw those? Where do you draw those outlines? Yeah. Where does it end? And yeah. so yeah. you have space for a four foot or, Jabba's palace here, you know, yeah. <laughs> but even that you and, see it's, it's open-ended, you know, it's like the, it doesn't have mm-hmm. a back to it. It doesn't have the side. It only has that one wall. Also, um, this isn't even the full four feet cause it wouldn't fit on this. Yeah. No, I love, I love that adjustment. I think that looks perfect. I actually like that aesthetically better than the full one. I think it like yeah, looks a little think, bit more. Poetic. Yeah, I think it, it's a little. Um, I feel like the other one would be too wide for at least my room. If I had a a bigger room down here. Yeah. Um, also, just you'd have to commit so much space to it to have the full four feet. Yeah. It is very ambitious and crazy though, and it's like a great, a really amazing thing. I also like that that one feels reasonable as a print. It's a lot of negative space. I think the like printing the I guess you didn't print that one, right? I sent you that. But like yeah. all of the the big chunks at the bottom, like as the floor, are pretty boring to print. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just something where it's like that detail is baked in, and it just it feel it's I you know it's it looks like a place that it doesn't look like a screen accurate diorama. Right, and I really like that sometimes. Like just it still mm-hmm. has more of a toy. Feel, feel it feels to like it. a toy. Yeah, yeah. I. Yeah. I the last year I've been making so much so many of my dioramas that are designed to print in the filament color that you know you can buy and that also makes it feel more like a toy because yeah. I, I used to post my stuff and it'd be like 
airbrushed and I do all this detail and all of that. Um, like my indoor bunker, I did so much finishing on it. And the one that I have mm-hmm. in my shelf looks so much better than the one that's on my Instagram. But I wanted to show you like, hey, this is what it looks like straight off your printer. Uh, because, yeah. you know, I've got three years of painting experience now that a lot of other people don't have. And that's just not gonna, it's not as obtainable. Yeah. And another really great thing about that Java's Palace display is there's so many Java's Palace figures mm-hmm. that it just, if you have the space, it makes so much more sense to put them in that and like put them in a world yeah, rather totally than just fill it out. Yeah. Rather than just have like make them make the figures interact rather than just like have them standing on a shelf because they're going to take up most of your return of the Jedi display anyways. So you might as well just give right. them their own dedicated. That's space. another uh, thing that I try to think about is there's so many, like everyone's like, oh, make the Jedi Council chamber. Can you make the Jedi Council chamber? And I'm like, well, we've got three, so like three of them. Yeah. yeah. And then Mate. only two of them can sit or like, you know, it's like they're not going right. to be able to really yeah. sit. And um, in print condition made three of the chairs and that are really well designed uh, for, for mm-hmm. people that want them. But uh yeah, it's like that would be a sick one, but it's like yeah, when there's when there's major parts of a scene missing, I just won't bother because then it's just like, so like the yeah the carbon freezing chamber, you're like oh we have almost every figure, or I think yeah other than like Lobot or Ugnots, um we've got everything we need there, and uh, mm-hmm. and so the those are the ones that are are really fun to make, and I mean it's just you know like I'm sure it was Zach when you put when you got that Jabba's palace, like the fun part is putting the figures in there. It's just like, yeah, it's just like yeah. you're, it, it just kind of takes you back to when you're a kid and you're playing mm-hmm. with, you know, see what, one of the biggest places I had, it was weird. It was like a, it was like a pirate ship, but <laughs> I almost used it for, I would have like, uh, like Geonosis battles on it almost, mm-hmm. even though it was just a, a pirate ship toy. Um, yeah. so it just takes you back to playing with those like big playsets like that, which but, is, and for black series collectors, we don't really get that. So it's nice to have all this world building. You know, the Queen's like chrome starship from Phantom Menace. Yep. Mm-hmm. That toy was like a major memory of my childhood. Having that interior to play around with. Yeah, also, it, was, it was more of a playset than it was a, a vehicle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then the Millennium Falcon, the Lego Millennium Falcon that where the top would pop off. Um, or mm-hmm. actually had the one that had like the different the wings that would open. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peel it like an orange. Um, that, that was like, the ultimate for me just being able to like yeah put the little minifigures inside that space so well even the the ghost is i would say more playset than it is vehicle yeah mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah i've been i've been looking at that a lot being like what, what are the most fun parts of the ghosts here that i can bring to bring to black mm-hmm. series scale i think we're gonna would be really cool i think i think a scaled cockpit yeah and then maybe like a scaled like, I don't know, bunk or sit area mm-hmm. would be uh, pretty cool. Yeah, the couch with the chess table. Yeah. Well, because it's very different than the Millennium Falcon one. Yes. Yeah. Um, and just like, yeah, I love the Rebel's door that I did because mm-hmm. that you can just kind of set behind them on the shelf and it and it yep. brings in those colors. Um, but uh, the thing I the problem I always run into with cockpits is like, what does the outside of it look like? You know, it's good, like it's such question. a where do you draw yeah. those those lines. Yeah. And I think like maybe having the back wall and then having the nose, like we're because also printing the frame for the cockpit when you can't print mm-hmm. clear or you and you can't mm-hmm. have glass really, like that always stumps me where I'm like, eh, I don't like I'm not 
feeling if something's missing. If you have to leave it empty, sort of, so it's like a window, but... Yeah, it's just a weird... Uh, that's why I've always struggled to kind of figure out how to how to do cockpits. Interesting. And they're so detailed that it's like so much work. Yeah. Well, and and then you, yeah, you need a lot of paint, you need a lot of, maybe some lights in there and mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot. I, so what's been the thing you've, you've been proudest about? Like, you're like I really like the way this came out. It's interesting. Most. Some of the, the ones that I've like saved are pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Like the cantina bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just one that's like, it's so simple. It's just a, a half circle and it's like so fun though um the tana floor hallway i've kept um i am really proud of the hexagon stands because they're so basic versatile uh, and all but that. it was like i feel like i discovered something that's just been like waiting to be discovered uh and well, they solved the, the problem like there was there was a problem a hexagon displays or yeah but just being able to make something that prints and then something mm-hmm. that's just like is so effective and, and works so mm-hmm. well uh really proud of that one it was one of those things that i started to and then i kind of stopped and i let it sit for like a year and it was one of those things where i'm like this is so easy like someone must have done that you know but it's like i couldn't mm-hmm. find something that worked um online that like i actually wanted for myself and so i was like okay i'll make it myself um i'm quickly going to my page right now um to see like what my what my favorite things are that i've designed um i love my indoor bunker that's you know i've done it three times now um but that's one that like i have on display and uh that's one of those ones that i look at and i like you just love it and you forget that you made it like it's just one of those things that makes me happy um yeah, I love the Hoth one. The um, Wilpon, that's awesome. Uh, the, um, the Millennium Falcon archway, like the, the round door, um, mm-hmm. the, that one that I made, that's like the two pieces that just kind of snap together. That one I'm really proud of just from an engineering perspective. That um, That's one of the ones that is kind of pushing me to think about getting a bigger printer because it doesn't fit on the Ender 3 V2, oh, right. I don't think. Yeah, it's that's just right. like a, it's a little too big. So yeah. that's one of the ones that... That's one of those kinda, ones where you're like, the whole point of it is that it's one piece. And so mm-hmm. I do love the Yoda hut. I love the Han and Greedo chairs. So super simple. Um, those are such yeah, a big I, upgrade from the previous existing Black Series too because those are just cardboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to redo it. my Yoda hut as well and, and change the way that it prints and then change the shape of it a little bit and then have it be a clamshell where you can like close it and open it. Um, I think mm-hmm. that would uh, That'd be cool. make a lot of people happy. And I um, love the the seat you designed for um, the uh, the client where it has the spot oh, yeah, that for, one. for the rubber, mm-hmm. the rubber cape. Yeah. I actually talked to um, uh, at Celebration Anaheim, I talked to Emily from the Hasbro team and uh, she knew my work and I showed her that video and she's like, oh, we sent that all over the office, that video. That's there it is. cool. That was pretty That's cool. crazy. Yeah. yeah. For those watching, is. this is what he's talking about. It's, it's, it's a chair a, it's designed a solution. for the, yeah. yeah. So you can put the cape down in there and have him sit. <clears throat> let's look at that paint job in Weathering though real quick. Let's just admire. Good job. This is probably one of the first ones I did. I just wanted to make that blue look kind of old and not clean. Yeah. I really, yeah, that's one that I really want to have on display that the client and his table, because uh, I gave it to Frederick. Um, and every time I go to his place and see it in his detolf, I'm like, I want that. That looks sick. <laughs> you made <laughs> um, it. <laughs> with the, like, remnant troopers around. Yeah. And um, yeah. 
I yeah, yeah it what looks I, really good with all those little like really bits and get, stuff like, on the my, table. My dream setup that I just don't have space for in my home currently is those like IKEA cube shelves or just something that's like space mm-hmm. like that where every other cube is going to be a diorama and then each other one is going to be just a small set of hexagon stands that has a little theme to it. And that would be a, kind of like my dream setup. Mm-hmm. Oh, here you asking, go. If Hasbro came knocking, would I jump in and work on the Star Wars team? You know, I've that was kind of like the dream when you start is like, I'm going to work on, you know, like I'm going to get hired at Hasbro or like, and I think looking into it, I was like, I, the freedom to create that I have and the freedom to set my own schedule is so fun that I don't know that it would be better working at Hasbro, you know? Would you like, so instead of being, you could do like contract work, whether they maybe I, I also my sculpting as is not toy industry standards it's it's very specific to 3d printing yeah and it's like i'm not that experienced of a sculptor in the software that i know is very limited it'd basically be like the equivalent of like a professional video editor that just uses iMovie on their phone mm-hmm. and it's like they might be making really cool stuff but it's like they're not ready to kind of work in the professional field I did just meet someone yesterday that um, is an architect and uses a software that someone else has told me as a toy industry standard um, and uh, offered to teach me on weekends. And I was like, oh, okay, that'd be cool. Like that might be a nice step towards something else. But um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel I'm so, so much fun doing what I do now uh, with Patreon and, and, all of that, that I don't know if, uh, I can't imagine like working on a life-size X-Wing just for it to end up sitting in someone's office. <laughs> right. Hasbro uh, better not take Lane Speeder Luke away from us. Mm-hmm. Also, I think like, because I, I'm able to outsource designs to other designers, I can like come up with ideas and then hit up some of my sculptors and be like, Hey, what if we 3d scan the Darth Maul and made a scarf and just like, and, uh, so I'm kind of like, I'd have to be the lead designer on the black series where you just get to tell people what to make. Then I would, I would take that job. Uh, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be really funny if like, Oh, Luke is working for Hasbro now. And then out of nowhere, black series cantina and out of the basement are just dropping all these leaks. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> no, your, your channels will get taken down randomly. That's right. <laughs> you know, when I, when I worked for Apple, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of stuff. Like if I ever made an app, Apple would own the app. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do anything with that app. Just because, as like a retail employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Even as a retail employee, <laughs> but it was like all NDA stuff. But like, yeah. like even when I started my YouTube channel, um, like my boss had to comb through it to make sure I wasn't talking about like Apple stuff, Apple. or oh, wow. or or I wasn't doing anything that had like crossover because I I wasn't allowed to do those things like because of the nature of my job or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a lot of things that they, there's a lot of NDAs and, and non-compete clauses and things like that. Even at my level, yeah, like I still have those. Privy to knowledge mm-hmm. or even yeah. just like, yeah, certain things that they don't retail strategies that they don't want people to know about. Yep. You know, in my industry, I'm not allowed to win the Kentucky lottery. Interesting. Because huh. so we have a, conflict of interest that a lot of accounting firms do so 
if you so they do know the numbers ahead of time (laughs) well like if it's like for any client like if my cousin works at a client they have to prove that i'm never going to look at a financial statement for that client so that way there's no conflict of interest or interest so it goes through this and there's like part of finance and accounting firms that have like conflict sections to that they make sure no one at the firm Mm -hmm. you know like has a relative and then if mm-hmm. they do they have to like prove you know so it, it's just all that same stuff to where you have a bunch of red tape for all that uh, but yeah i can't where i can't win the lottery because they're a client of us so if i won it they'd be like uh they're they're the client so damn so the dream is dead for me boys <laughs> next time <laughs> probably gonna, gonna save so time. much money in your life Honestly, probably. I just lose it all at the <laughs> casino, anyways. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but let's see here. Everybody does seem to be really excited about that Jedi Ghost Bridge because people were pretty pissed that Hasbro didn't include it. Yeah, that's another one where it's just like it's just a simple solution to a, a problem. You don't even need to paint it. Like I don't feel like you need to or anything. It just works. It's just yeah. there. Yeah, it's just wood. It's also know? like yeah. there's certain things where because for me I'm like those are cool but where am I going to put them? And then so you kind of come up with something where mm-hmm. it gives it a context. Um like the um uh, the concept art figures, the Ralph McQuarrie ones. Mm-hmm. I looked at that and I was like, okay, where how do we give these context where they can be on your shelf and make sense? without uh needing to have you know it's like if you if they had six concept art figures then you have your own little shelf but just two of them you're like, yeah hey, but just two is weird what do I yeah do with this? yeah i say just paint the vader and put it on your rebel shelf that yeah. works i mean it's the, it's the right just, face shape yeah you could just paint the head and then just yeah just swap that kinda it goes against the principles of the black series though to do like an animated style yeah for because then they're like well why do all the rebels characters look live action then yeah, I'd be down for like an animated style off like side series. You know, get rid of credit collection, get rid of carbonized, take all that budget and do a little bit of new sculpting for some animated style colors and head sculpts. I'd be down for a little side sideline like that. I thought about doing um, some more concept art like resin pieces to make uh, some of those other figures, but I, I haven't looked into it too much. I've been flipping through this, uh, the Steve Sansweet action figure uh, mm-hmm. book that I didn't mm-hmm. even know about. I literally found that at a uh, like a art shop a couple months ago, like at one of those uh, toy shops that sells a lot of the vinyl toys and that sort of thing. Um, and I was like, what? I didn't know this this existed, but it's so good to flip through for inspiration now that we're able to do so many resin things. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been to, speaking to Steve Sainsbury, have you been to Rancho Obi-Wan? No, I like joined the, um, I became a member because I wanted to be able, have access once it opened up post pandemic, but I haven't, I haven't been up to San Francisco area in a while. So it's a little, it's like six hours away. So it's a bit too much of a hike to just go just for that. Um, but, uh, it's definitely next time I end up out there. Uh, I think I have a, like a cousin out there. It's like, if I ever end up that far North, I'll definitely check it out. I really yeah, want to go up to the redwoods and take my indoor bunker and take some photos. Oh, that'd be so that, cool. That's yeah. Yeah, take your speeder bike too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because that. that's, that's the real forest of Endor. Mm-hmm. That's the real deal. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to go to Rancho Obi-Wan and just visit all that. Like I've seen a lot of the videos of it, but going there would actually be yeah. really insane. I also want to see the Yoda fountain at Lucas. Oh, you got to mm-hmm. get a picture in front of the... I think there's two pictures every Star Wars fan should 
get a picture of themselves in front of mm-hmm. the Yoda fountain. And then that one random remaining episode one Pepsi <laughs> in, like, in Pennsylvania. In or Pennsylvania. Something? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Bucket they, list. Yeah. Goals. I wonder if they, they've got to know, right. That they can't ever move that. No, it's got to stay there for the end of time. Like, yeah. The yeah. city has like, the de- delegate. Yeah, it's, a, a, it's a landmark status yeah, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. 23 years. So we'll do. So hopefully like Star Wars Celebration 2026 is in Pennsylvania. And then we'll get a show squad picture. Getting, yeah. getting we'll, like wait, a we'll wait in line hands. for two hours. That's right. <laughs> to get a, pic- a picture. picture in front honestly, of I would do it. I would. <laughs> I would do it easily. That'd be that'd be sick. I, I like those random, like people just randomly post those, like the Jar Jar Binks mm-hmm. statue or whatever that's from Phantom Menace. I wish I had my cup. I don't have my yeah. cup down here. I forgot. I it. almost it's bought a cup. I almost bought a cup after your live stream with Ken. And I, I almost <laughs> bought a Boss Nass one and then I just didn't. So I want to let you know that you're officially the only person who's going to be part of the VIP chats every month. That doesn't isn't gonna have one of those cups because everybody else bought one. That's so right. you have to buy one now. I'll, I'll, I'll buy one at some. I'll buy one. So I have the Darth Maul. I yeah. think. Um, someone I think Kirby or Brian, I can't remember, bought the R two D two, and it's probably the best one because it actually yeah, has, the, it has leg, the arms and stuff. The, yeah. yeah, the arms that come down the side. So. Wilbon has Newt Gunray apparently. Yeah, Wilbon bought Newt Gunray. Kirby got R two D two. So you what need, did Brian get? You need the boss Ness. I got Sebulba. Okay. So I can get Bust Nass or I can get, uh, what was the other one? I almost got Watto. There's also a Mace Windu yeah. one. Yeah. So uh, Luke's got to dip out here pretty soon. Um, so I kind of want, I don't know. We, do you want to start winding down or do you want to keep going after he's done? Um, We can, we can wind down. We don't, there's not really a whole lot of Black Series news or we can go a little bit. Yeah, we really, we had no you. Black Series news this week. It was I know we're kind of winding up to PulseCon next month, so I don't mm-hmm. expect a lot of news coming out before then. Um, so it's going to be one of those things like, <laughs> I'm glad we have people lined up and stuff lined up before then. Cause, yeah, and, and there was a Star yeah. Action figure post that we, we'll talk about next show because hopefully we'll have a cool guest on and all that. We'll have a guest next episode that maybe has some insight into that stuff or just, you know, cause we haven't really talked about what's been up for sale mm-hmm. for the, um, the re-releases. Cause so far it's just been two helmets. Like it hasn't been hard to get figures. It hasn't been, you know, it's yeah. just been the, the, now two, the two helmets. helmets do have the original boxes and stuff, but it's just those re-releases of yeah. helmets so far. It is. It is so strange. And just the way that yeah. it's unfolding is, yeah. is, it's hot it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, there so, was Yakface did say that um, the Ahsoka and Sabine figures have arrived to the U.S., but also to or like other Ahsoka Black Series figures that have not been announced yet. So that's pretty exciting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably those will probably get announced at PulseCon. I'm guessing, or they might get. Right. I mean, they well, might get announced before. They might be doing like a Mando Monday. Or they've Man- done that whatever. for every series so far, yeah. right? They did it for yeah, Kenobi, true. and did they do that for? They didn't do it for Andor, right? I don't remember. I know they did it for Mandalorian, but they might not have for Andor. Yeah. Now I can't remember honestly. It's crazy. But they that did it for Book of like, Boba Fett for sure. It's crazy that they can keep all of that under wraps. Like that, there's like cases mm-hmm. of figures that have already been in production for months that are like 
arriving to ports that uh, have not been revealed yet. Like it's it's I guess there it's mm-hmm. not a big enough community that there you know there's people snapping pictures and yeah. But yeah, I guess I think I, just remember we that them enough money. Just kidding. <laughs> I get, I, Yakface did post that there was a couple carbonized figures apparently that might not be carbonized. The Amazon exclusive two pack. So, like, what? Because it says one of them's an Ahsoka Tano, but they don't really carbonize unhelmeted characters. Yeah, we've never had a non helmeted character become so, carbonized before. Maybe huh. they saw that Anakin Skywalker head from the ghost pack and we were like, we can just make that carbonized. That's it. Um, um, they're, the, they're making ghost figures. TVC, Cara Dune, and Moff Gideon were carbonized. Mm, those were credit collection. No, TVC. Oh, TVC. Okay. Oh, so they've done that. All right. Yeah. Let me see. I'm looking up a photo. I think they don't. Looks like, yeah, they don't touch the face. Or they don't carbonize the face. It's it's just the their their clothes and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so stupid. Either I have, way, I'm like, so I've never really been attracted to anything shiny like some people are. Like, it, it just never excited me. And so the credit collection or carbonize is one of those things I just look at and I, I'm like, what am I what am I looking at? Who is this for? But I guess <laughs> I mean people like it. It was cool um, when it first started. Like I thought it was a really neat idea, and mm-hmm. then and then. It kept it kept existing and it got less cool every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. also never been able to take advantage of the fact that like like the sculpt is the same. So like when the Caradune figure got really expensive, it's like uh-huh. I would have if I didn't have it already, I would have bought the carbon or the, the credit collection. Sure. And then just repainted it. Yeah. Um, but I've I've never really used any of those any of those for anything. Well, I guess um, we can drop Luke off here, and then well, we can wrap up with our sign-offs once once he's finished up. Um, Luke, thank you for joining us for this episode of Black Series Cantina. Of course, thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's always Anytime. a pleasure to talk to you. We'll have you on sooner than, like, I feel like it's been too long, so it won't be that long again, hopefully. Yeah, no worries. Sounds good. Um so yeah, thank you for joining. Thanks for being a great friend and being a killer person in the community. Thanks for any... all you do for the community, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank do you. you. Do you have anything you're working on, or like where can people follow you? You got anything to plug, real quick? Uh, I'm Lance Peter Luke across socials. Uh, Instagram and YouTube are my two that I put the most attention into. Maybe TikTok soon, just so I can pass Zach and followers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do it you'd blow up on there i promise people would love it sounds like a lot of work but uh yeah um maybe i shouldn't say this yet but i've I've thought about doing another because i used to share so much uh custom stuff or even just like showcasing my work in actual posts on my main feed uh on instagram but uh now it's like gotten so focused on just my patreon offers and i want like new people who found my page just be able to look and be like okay, this is a Patreon, you mm-hmm. know? So I've thought about making a separate account that's like Lance Peter Luke collection or something. Um, nobody steal my at, but... Um, I'm going to do it, so you got to pay me $50 yeah, right. for the uh, domain. But uh, somewhere where I can showcase uh, all of the... Just all my collection, like things from other people and, and that sort of thing. Because I kind of just want to have it all in one place as well. So it'll kind of be the uh, the infinite shelf that I don't have in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep an eye out for Good that. But that's something that I don't know if I need to like give myself that much extra work, but it's just something that's been bouncing around my head. But 
Um, it's okay. Anyway. I'll be your shelf. Like all the stuff I yeah. print, you can just ask Perfect. me for a picture of what the stuff. I'll I just fly out to your me. house once a year. That'll work. So look at everything. Let's um, do it. Sounds sounds great. But, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, thanks for having me on, and I'm looking forward to the next one. All right. Thanks, all Luke. Right. Thanks for joining. See you guys. Bye. 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 What wow, a- he he exited without ending the uh, the whole episode. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy how you can do that. Yeah, and that's yeah, weird. that is that is pretty wild. But yeah, what a, what a great individual Lane Speeder Luke is. Um. So yeah, he's yeah, our friend now. Isn't that weird? It is weird. I I don't feel cool enough to be Luke's friend. You know what I mean? You aren't. Honestly, I'm probably I'm probably not. <laughs> no, just kidding. You definitely I'm, are. I'm probably not. <laughs> no, you are. You're cool enough, buddy. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it very much. Um, but yeah, he is just the best, and he's so helpful. Like everybody helpful. who reaches out to him about 3D printing, like he was. I tried not to bother him too much when I started, but there are those questions that you have, and you just kind of have to, you know. Yep. You just you just or like have you to. know. Anytime Justin has a problem with his prints, which is like every other month, it seems every like every other print. <laughs> Justin's getting roasted on the cantina right now. He's not even I here love to defend a good, himself. I love a good roast, Justin. Okay. It is true. We like to gang up on him. Um, it, it is true, though. He just seems to have an issue with like He has like issues. Every... No, I meant, I meant that. Let's just say, I'm not dogging on him. It's a thing that happens. But, have... but Luke is super cool about helping him out. Fortunately, he seems to be printing that Jurassic Park gate pretty solidly. It's looking good. I'll, I'll be honest. And knock on wood, I was actually talking to Wilbon about this whenever I think we were playing Battlefront without you, of course, because you never hop on. I think I might have also been playing with Brian a little bit after. Um, but I told him I haven't had, fortunately, knock on wood. Everybody hear that? That's me knocking on wood, jinxing it. Um, I haven't had any like major issues with my printer and I've had it since January. So like, I haven't even changed out the nozzle or anything. Like it's Does just it been feel longer sailing. than, you know, eight months since it, you started. It feels like, cause all the stuff I have, it feels like I've had it forever because it feels like I've also taken breaks from printing. Like I'll go a month mm-hmm. without. And then, because I feel like to print stuff, you really have to get in the rhythm of doing it. It's really mm-hmm. easy to fall out of doing it because you got to like set it up. You got to make sure it's balanced and level. You got to, yep. you know, you got to put the you know, the file on the uh, on the Cura and and do all that. And it just it takes a little bit of effort. So if you don't have, so if you have a busier day or whatever, you can kind of fall out of it. But once you do get printing, like you can like really knock out some stuff. Um, but fortunately, like, fortunately, I haven't had any issues that have set me back too much. So I've been able to just knock out like massive print after massive print, which is, has been really insane. So my collection's just like grown incredibly since I've had it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully no print problems soon, but I know I just jinxed myself just talking about it on the sure. It's going to like blow up and all that. Yep. Uh, Brian asked what I'm printing right now. I'm actually not printing anything. I need, I ran out of, I think I ran out of tan filament. I can't remember. Tan or brown. I need to buy, I do need to buy some, um, of that filament to do the R2D2 glass holder. The tray. The the drink tray. 
Um, but I, I got time for that since we don't even have that R2 yet. Um, but I, I did finish that Hoth turret and that was a big print. So I haven't really dove back in, but I'm kind of thinking about doing, um, I kind of want to do some of those like storage lockers because I really like the idea of like with the, the dock under set where you can just throw mm -hmm. random accessories on there. I really want to do more of those sets where you can just grab accessories from your accessory bin and just pile them in there and make it look like a resale market or just something to feature accessories. I think that'd be pretty neat um, to do that. So I wish we could get like a, what's his name? Uncar Plut. Because oh, then yeah. I feel like Luke could print that. He could create that gate and then you could put a bunch of stuff behind him. Yeah. Too. I mean, and and he could sell it for just like 10 portions. Two quarter portions. <laughs> That's like a half a portion. Three quarter. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> what did she say? Ray's like. That's lower than yesterday or whatever she said. Something. Yesterday, I don't remember. Yesterday it I was guess. three or whatever. He's a scammer either way. Yep. That's the that was that was the point of the character. He wasn't <laughs> a good guy. But that would be a pretty sick print if they ever made that figure. But sure, absolutely. That's got to be the last figure we get in Black Series at this point, right? Just a random alien from the sequel trilogy. You think like that? That's how they cap the line off? Is just an Uncar plut, plut? Maybe I just feel like if you were making a list of all the likely Black Series figures, I feel like a random alien from the sequels would be at the very bottom because of. I guess they don't like making sequel figures anymore. Um, I want them to like to make them, but I get I it. I, I get, get it. it. I get you know, so I was, I don't, I think I, I talked about this last time, but no, I didn't. So I just redid my shelves, um, getting all the, the cosmic legions. I, I'm like, I want to put these on the shelf. I want a spot for them. So, you know, I looked at where I had my sequel trilogy figures and they used to be down here at the bottom mm. and you know, they'd always be falling over and it, it's not because I didn't like them. But they're always they're just in a weird spot. My cat likes to like go over there and like knock them over and stuff. So I I took a few that I, I don't care about out, and then I condensed them, and now they're all up on top on the shelf because I feel like there are some good figures in there, some things I like. Mm -hmm. But the problem is most of them just came out in like a really terrible time, like it was just the worst time. So on top of being you know divisive. They also were at a low point in just toy quality. Mm -hmm. So it's just it was like a perfect storm of of bad or or just problematic at the very least. Yeah, that was the Force Awakens and I guess Last Jedi going was Rogue the, One, Force yeah, Awakens, the, Last yeah, Jedi. Yeah. Uh, up until they Quantity got to over quality. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were they were making weird character selections. They had they were doing the weird things with faces, like it yeah. just it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't until uh, Solo, Solo came out yeah. that they and because that was what twenty eighteen, so they started doing the the face printing and things kind of started going back up from there. But yeah, we it, we it, had some dark time, but now we have all those figures from mm -hmm. the dark times and like cool. It's weird how Marvel was doing that face printing for like mm -hmm. a year and a half or two prior to Black Series mm -hmm. even getting it. Yeah, right? I it wonder was a if while. it was maybe a licensing thing or what like i really yeah. don't know maybe with the printing they had to get like rights to like likenesses or something like that rather than hand printing because i know I, I honestly don't know i'm just i'm trying yeah, to or, think of why because you're right it was a good year two years in between when they got it 
Yeah, or maybe Lucasfilm wasn't like whenever I guess Marvel yeah. was okay with like okay, let's experiment with this face yeah. thing. But maybe Lucasfilm was like, all right, let's hold off. Let's just see how good it is. Give it a year yeah, or two, was, and then Guardians Two came out in 2017. And I think that was the first wave that I got where I'm like, wow, this Star Lord looks like Star like it looks just like him. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember looking at and be like, this looks like Chris Pratt, but all the Black Series figures look like yeah. shit. You yeah. know, Will Bond's got a point. It could be a budget thing because, like, honest, I I feel like once they started doing the the digital face printing. Mm-hmm. Like, I do think that, that that's more expensive, for sure, Yeah. than, than you, I guess, what they were doing before. It's also just crazy, like, how far figures have come. So, the Black Series has been out for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so, if you grab, like, that original X-Wing Luke or that original Darth Maul and you compare it to, like, this Darth Malak right here with, with the crazy mask mm-hmm. that comes off and, like... And how people can really like seriously say that the quality has dropped over the years in Black Series is it just like it's has beyond. <laughs> it de- it definitely yeah. has not. And it's like right now because when Black Series came out, I was feeling the figures. I was like, like these are absolutely incredible. Like this this Sam Trooper is great. Like I I love these. And then like, but where where do you think we'll be in another ten years? Like, can you imagine how good those figures are going to be? Hollow figures, <laughs> man. It's gonna be wild, yeah. and Black Series Cantina will be here in we're ten years to cover. We're not stopping. As soon as this line's done, we're just gonna pivot into what what we wish that they were coming out with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get on here and like so instead of bringing up the Rancor every week, we're just gonna bring up the Black Series. We're gonna have to cry about all the figures they never made. They died right before they released the Super Battle Droid. That's they right. announced oh, man. it. And <laughs> could you imagine? I would, that would kill suck. myself on stream. <laughs> Just commit seppuku. On Japanese stream. ritual suicide. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is that is wild. <laughs> A small sound chip. Yeah, that there we go. They might maybe maybe it'd be good in ten years to get a little sound chip I mean, in there. They they had the keychain thing for the episode one, the Comtech readers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was terrible. That was legitimately awful. That was that was really bad. They sounded so buzzy. They and, were so bad. Yeah. And I remember also as a kid, I didn't really know how they worked at first because you had the little rectangular piece, yep. and I had like the figure. I remember having the I think Darth Maul and Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and I was like putting the foot on it expecting it to start talking and it like just never worked for me no well didn't like, they didn't they do something in like 2018 or something they had they had like a like a wrist thing that kind of had electronic features that interacted with figures um on what line i think it was it was the, whatever the three and three quarter inch line was i feel like it was like force link or something like that force link 2.0 Hold on. Is this it? Is this what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. Force Link 2.0 starter set. So it's like a, it was like a little wrist thing that you had. So it came out when Solo came out. And like when you're, when you're holding a figure and wearing it, like it would have sounds and interesting and phrases that those figures would do and say, I guess. I feel like modern days, it'd be so much easier if they just did like an app. You can, by the way, you can get one of those and it comes with 
a Han Solo three and three quarter inch for eight dollars and forty seven cents on wow. Amazon. Nice. Nice. There's also one. Here's a Kylo Ren from. Uh, oh, this might be Last Jedi. Yeah, it's Last Jedi. So it started in 2017, but that one's 20 bucks. So you heard it here first. Kylo Ren. Way cooler than Han Solo, apparently. <laughs> Some might say, since, you know, he killed him, that he is cooler. Yes. <laughs> That's how true, that works. Actually. That's true. Like, That's... No one ever says Abe Lincoln's cooler than... Um, Booth. John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. John John Wilbon. Wait. John Will Booth. John Will Booth. <laughs> well, I uh, think we're getting off the rails now. So. Yeah, I think it's and, it's probably time to end. We 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 went a little bit longer than the guest, but uh, I feel like it's okay if we have a little bit of a shorter episode. We're still at two hours for the audio pod. That's true. You know, and with a show that there's not really a whole lot of Black Series news out there. Um, so, <laughs> we, I, I I got through my first yawn of the episode, so I feel like that's when go. we had to end it. You know, yeah, it's been a crazy couple days yeah. at the, at the, on the day job, a, so. Kind of a fun, low-key, low-key episode here. Yeah, fun, low-key episode. Um, yeah. I do want to, let's get some plugs in before we yeah, hop plugs. off. Follow Plug us it. on Patreon. Yes, um, actually, we, yeah, uh, subs- go ahead. D- oh, we're we're going to be doing a giveaway for Patreon on our birthday episode, which is next month. We'll have, we're doing on the fifteenth, which is a Friday. So put it on your calendars if you're listening to this. You can join us if you're a Patreon member. So you can join us on Patreon. We'll be giving a fig- figures away for our. Is it two years now? Two year birthday. Two year birthday back. Two year birthday. Yeah, so not only can you become a Patreon member and be eligible to win a Black know, Series some, figure, some toy, but yeah. you will be able to join us live on the show. It's true. Just that's like, what we do for our anniversary show. Yeah, that's what we do for our birthday bashes. Just like last year, I think it was episode twenty-seven or twenty-eight in that range. Yeah. So go listen to that episode, and then you'll kind of see how it works. Where we we send the invite link to the Patreon, and then whoever is a Patreon member, you can click that link, and you can sit in our green room, and then we will bring you on the actual main show. And it's a way to interact with our Patreon members, get them involved. Um, Like, I love, like, we had some of the best conversations we ever had on the show, like, on that episode. Some very memorable, memorable conversations. So hopefully those that joined us last year... Hopefully they join us this year, and hopefully we get more. Like we think it's going to be a blast. We're gonna, like Mike said, we're going to do that Friday, September fifteenth, at eight p.m. Eastern. We'll go live, so we'll probably be live a little sooner than that for just to maybe get everybody in and get ready before we launch the audio pod. We'll do a little Patreon intro on that. Um, also, uh, we'll, we will be back on in two weeks. I forget the date off the top of my head. Let's look. So our next podcast we will record on August 31st. We're hoping to have a guest for that episode. We have them lined up. We just want to confirm it closer to you to make sure they're on. Yep. But if they back out, unfortunately, you know the two of us, Mike and Zach, we will be here talking Black Series as normal. Lisa, think of something, Jar Jar. (laughs) 
And on that note, I'm Zach. You can follow me at Black Series Cantina on Instagram, at the Star Wars Black Series on TikTok. That's still got the old traditional name. And Mike, where can they new yeah. listeners find you over the socials? Um, I'm at Mike Case on uh, Twitter. I'm Trusty Sidekick on Instagram. I'm Mike Case on YouTube. I've got some YouTube videos I've been making. I've been making every every new episode. I've got YouTube videos that I've made, and Heck it yeah. feels pretty good to be getting YouTube videos out with my name on them again. So it it feels good to me that you feel good finally yeah. posting videos again. Because you were I in a rut a, there for yeah. a while. You were in a I rut. I was. There. I was. I was in a little rut, but you know, I found a good medium between you know how much work I have to put into it versus like the 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 final product that i'm happy with so i i like that the boy is back the boy's back he's diving into that algo hard that's right gotta claw my way back up you know i used to used to be a thing you know where i'd post it in like hour or two i've had like two or three thousand views and now it's like oh man i hit a thousand views in a day that feels really good and then <laughs> and then the the algorithm just drops me like a like a rock like i go i go to a thousand views in like 18 hours and then and then nothing it's like youtube just is like ah screw screw my case it's hey, so the, weird those algos are tough man yeah, that algorithm algorithm's crazy yeah that tiktok algo i'll have a video and i'm sitting there like oh this is gonna be a banger and then like yeah three hours later it it's got 600 off. it's got 600 views and i'm yeah. like do i delete this like it's not going anywhere yeah, I, I had that where I posted one and I'm like, oh, wow, it's already at 200 views. It's been like 10 minutes. That's crazy. Thinking like it's going to skyrocket and then and then it hits like 400 or something and then and then nothing. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I guess. TikTok's sure. really weird about yeah. that, too. It'll like some, sometimes I'll post a video and like within two minutes, yeah. it's got like 600 views or something like that. And I'm like, oh, wow, this might be a banger. And then I'll get back on a couple hours later and it's like you got two more likes. I'm like. What? what the math is not Me? mathing right now. This is not that math. Yeah, I I turned on notifications from TikTok and I'll get like a, an email a day that's like, that's right, you got two new likes. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have to send me an email for two likes. That's a little ridiculous. Like I, but, nobody cares. Yeah, that sucks for on yeah. Instagram. I'll post a reel mm -hmm. and I'll get I'll post it and like two days later I'll get a notification that says, Your reel has one point five thousand plays, but normally on my other Instagram account that got banned, uh -huh. I, I'm used to a thousand, like two thousand views in like the first and, and like an hour. Yeah, the first like yeah. hour or two. Yeah, and you know I would have reels that got like thirty five thousand views and forty sixty thousand views on there, but now it's like I think my highest watched might be like four thousand. But the reels are what has been getting me followers on Instagram. I think that and people people keep tagging me in their stuff, and that's gotten me quite a bit too. So I really appreciate. Everybody doing that. But we'll be back in two weeks. Yep. Black Series Cantina. You can come find us um, pretty consistently. We've been a good job staying on schedule with the pod. Yep. Almost two years now, so we don't plan on stopping. So glad everybody's listening, and we'll be back. Cool. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.